Hello, and welcome to The Hill is Always Greener, a show where four friends have chill discussions about Sonic the Hedgehog and his many, 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 many appearances in different forms of media uh, to distract themselves from the inevitable passage of time and their own rapidly waning ability to relate to the youth of today. Or something like that. Um, (laughs) Appropriate enough, since we're talking about stuff that uh, was only relevant to uh, the youth of our day. So that's going to be fun today. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, even even when this stuff was out, I was still maybe just outside the age bracket. But that's okay. But uh, I am Game Buddy. Oh yeah, that's me. Uh, I'm Falaro. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Rock the Jake. And I'm Cyberlink. And today, before we jump into our topic, which we're going to have lots of silly fun with, does anyone have any other Sonic-related stuff they did in the interim between our episodes? Uh, Quite a bit, actually. (laughs) Uh, Aside from the elephant in the room that, yes, we've all played, and yes, we're going to do an episode on. (laughs) Just buckle up, folks. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about when that one comes around, but... uh, I did actually play a another game that starts with Sonic F, uh, Sonic Forces, because uh, <laughs> I was in a conversation with some uh, folks a while ago who had never actually played it and didn't realize just how many problems that game has. So mm-hmm. I booted it up to show them personally, and I'm pretty sure everybody's jaws actually hit the floor when I showed them that first slope in Chemical Plant. You know the one. <laughs> like, nobody could believe that that was actually happening yeah yeah that's uh, it sure is one of those things where i remember what was it like we had the positive version of that after colors when generations was coming out where we were like well after unleashed in colors like they kind of got it down are they gonna keep you know that boost gameplay going good and then when it came to follow that up with forces it was like what? No. What did, no. What did y'all do? You had it. <laughs> go back. Go back. We have to go back. <laughs> you were doing it right. <laughs> that said, oh, though, boy. I did get to, when I was doing that, I did get to try out the uh, fan-made Chaos Zero boss battle, and that was pretty cool. Oh, it, yeah. It's, I've seen it's a little. That. It's a little ROM hacky in places. You, you know exactly the kind of jank I'm talking about, but it's cool, and I'm glad that it exists. I'll have to I'll have to check uh, afterwards, but I'm pretty sure the, the the person that did that mod also d- has done like several really nice like physics tweaks mods for other games. I think the uh, the one for Lost World I've mentioned before, and just uh, good for them. They are very dedicated to minutia of tweaking and fixing <laughs> Sonic games on PC. Yeah. I, um, I I wish my own machine could run forces on PC because I would play that game again if instead of creating my own uh, character, I could just play as Whisper the Wolf. <laughs> you know, it's funny, uh, just briefly on the topic of Sonic Forces and the Chaos Zero battle, or lack thereof in the actual game. Uh, we're going to get into it when we eventually talk about forces, but I was having a discussion about this with my friend Akaru the other day, who we just had on the podcast last episode, and we pointed out Friend that, of the show! Yeah, uh, three <laughs> cardinal sins uh, were in that one scene involving Chaos. The first one being Chaos, who was advertised in the trailer. You do not get to actually fight them. They, they are taken 
out almost immediately. Two, that's the scene I'm pretty sure where Tails has his little breakdown that everyone hates. Yep. Yep. And three, classic Sonic was announced as being from another dimension. <laughs> all in that in one scene. So that has to possibly be the worst scene in all of Sonic Forces, and that's covering a lot of ground. Yeah, it's yep. that that sure is, it seems to be the core of a lot of people's gripes with that game. Even if at the end of the day, I would call it a mediocre playing Sonic game. But yes, that there are so many weird things and we don't have to waste time on that. That that probably deserves its own deep dive. There are lots <laughs> of receipts and proto release scripts with notes from people embedded within the Sonic franchise who are basically redlining saying like, please, for the love of Christ, you cannot do this. Make, <laughs> please change this. And they didn't. <laughs> no, they forced out instead. So yeah. Uh, I also uh, got together with some friends last week to uh, hang out. And uh, we went to a local arcade of mine where I actually got to try out one of my favorite rhythm games by Sega, Mai Mai, which has a bunch of Sonic-themed uh songs on there i posted a video in our personal chat of me playing through one of them that game's still rad <laughs> yeah the, the the whole thing with like all the buttons on the circular screen and that is also a touch screen looks cool as hell <laughs> yeah and uh you you played um wasn't it back to back from sonic rush yeah I saw some of the other ones listed where your live and learns uh, an endless possibility and also fist bump. <laughs> yeah, fist, bumps in, fist bump and live and learn are in there. Reach for the stars. Mm. Uh, Windy Hill, City Escape, Rooftop Run. So it's, it's a pretty varied selection, even discounting like the other Sega songs in there as well from stuff like Yakuza and Persona and whatnot. Oh, now I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, they've got they've got a bunch of the remixes from Dancing All Night in there. Oh yeah, those are goodens. It's neat, but uh, that same that same weekend, uh, at the urging of my friends from the Way Past podcast, uh, we got together and we tried out the Sonic Crash Course board game. Oh, I think I've seen that in um, like Target and whatnot, and thought, well, yeah. that's cute. <laughs> yeah, I've had that like. I got that a while ago. I just haven't had a chance to properly sit down and play through it. And it's it's really interesting. I think I would need another one or two times through it to really kind of get a sense for it. Because there's a lot of... Like, it is both simple and complex at the same time. Like, just trying to figure out, okay, what's the most... Opt how is, like all the movement in this game work. There's character-specific mechanics that I never even got to touch because we just... It's like you get little bonuses per like each character if you do specific things and i don't think those ever came up but i i don't know i would like to i'm interested enough that i'd like to play more and i think that there is a way that i would love for us to do like a uh, episode on sonic board games at some point and i think that i know a workaround we can use that all four of us can play together so that's oh, something we're okay. look into Ooh. down the line Ooh. Sorry, I'm looking okay, at this okay. now. Uh, this is not what I expected it to be. It's a classic Sonic-style thing. It yeah. reminds me of the sort of merchandise we'd have got over here back in the day. Except for, you know, it wouldn't be classic Robotnik. It would be Adventures Robotnik, because he was everywhere on our merch for some reason. It's true. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. 
I mean, it looks very interesting. The The box is almost like doesn't do it justice because looking at the pictures of the board, it's some really like fairly detailed figures and then lots of, um, I would say it's probably classic clip art, but like very unique like poses you don't see in a lot of stuff. Um, well, it looks I would really say, good. The, uh, the game was published by IDW, so I have to think uh. that that's like original art. <laughs> Oh, okay. So it is canon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, part of the new law that they're introducing into the, uh-huh. the, the, the new unified law in the Sonic world. Uh, Crash Course is an integral part of it. Well, that's about it on my end. How about the rest of y'all? I mean, it's Frontiers, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry, everyone, to lift back the curtain a little bit, but, you know, we just, like, not all of us, but the majority of us have played, just played Frontiers, and can't be talking about that just yet. So, our subject for today, we are diving into the wild world of Sonic storybooks. If if you're a Sonic fan around our age, you might have some author names going around your head. Your your Michael Tatelbombs, your Martin Adams, and whether either of those are actually real people uh, is a mystery to be solved another day on this podcast. Because today, we are starting... Uh, you could almost say at the beginning of Sonic Storybooks because we are going over the Sonic Golden Books released in uh, the very early 90s. It is possible if you're younger than us, you might uh, be unfamiliar with Golden Books, but they are a brand that goes all the way back to the 40s that started with uh, illustrated um, kids books like the Pokey Little Puppy, the Little Red Hen, oh, lots of, you know, traditional folk tales and whatnot. And eventually uh, uh, expanded into like lots of familiar properties. Um, I think just a couple of years ago, they did like a little golden book for all of the Star Wars movies. Um, <laughs> which a, a funny bit of trivia looking at just the, the Wikipedia for golden books, you know, mentions like in 2015, they released a little golden book based on Star Wars Episode 3, The Revenge of the Sith, making it the first little golden book to be based on a movie property rated P. PG-13, and I mean, that just <laughs> really tickled me. <laughs> which is which is surprising, considering how much they pushed, you know, kids' versions of adult properties back in the day. Like, I'm surprised we never got Rambo, the little golden book. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, a little golden book based on RoboCop the cartoon. <laughs> but it's, you know, it, it is a prestigious line that has basically expanded into like like everything you can possibly think of. Um, they got a damn Back to the Future little golden book uh, illustrated with Funko Pop figures. Uh, it's kind of silly. But back in the day, like, I mean, I would say it was kind of a, like, cool big deal to do, like, Sonic the Hedgehog kids storybooks. And again, this was the early 90s, like 93, 94, uh, which was, like, you know, the beginning of Sonic's media blitz. Like, uh, these were all illustrated by Art Mawinney, who uh, worked on Sat AM and would go on to also work on the Archie comics for a long time. So, like, these look like Sonic did back in the day. I, they're cute. I'm I'm excited to to jump into these. Yeah, like, I, I have a lot of fond memories of at least one of these, because I had... I believe the second one back when I was a kid, as I was rereading it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I still like remember most of this by heart and didn't even realize it. But, uh, you know, these are definitely much younger skewing, even by Sonic standards. So I think I figure it's 
it's going to be fun to just kind of start out with something a little bit lighter before we start diving into some of the bigger, more epic uh, Sonic stories in future episodes. We do want to get into those those proper storybooks for like the older kid audience. But yeah, we wanted to start at the beginning with some nice, simple, short, you know, very pleasantly illustrated children's books. <laughs> Ones that I have no memory of, of because I am the Brit in the room and these were obviously not uh, released in my country, but... They are fascinating to look at because this is more, it's, it is of the collective sort of, um, at the time, the, the best way to describe it is this is the Satayam AOSTH amalgamation of sorts that Archie used to be looking at this. Yeah. Like back when the back back when I think Satyam was going to be lighter and there were and like all the media products that were being made at the time were sort of based on the early ideas for what it was gonna be. That's kind of what this is. Yeah. And yeah. we'll 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 get into it when we run into him, but it I would even say that there's a little bit of Sonic Bible in here too. Yeah. If maybe just the, the like the characterization, like they had to send this author something to get a get a grip on on these characters. And I I wouldn't be surprised if it was some some Bible adjacent material, um, because uh, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to get um, a solid date on when these were released. I think the closest we get is the second one might have been February of ninety four, but uh, yeah, it, this was all kind of the same time where Sad AM was starting to was definitely being worked on and would come out. Um, the Archie comics, the original miniseries, was starting to get going. And it was it was part of the Sonic Media Blitz. Get him out there. Get him in front of kids' faces. Money. I, yeah, <laughs> that too. <laughs> Definitely that too. All that said, we should start with the first book, which is officially called Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic Shoes Blues. <laughs> This one and all three of these books were uh, written by John Mikelig and illustrated by Art Marwini, who, like we said, would go on to have a quite a large Sonic pedigree. John Mikelig, primarily an author around this time, he had done some other stuff like a book on the history of G.I. Joe, stuff like that. These days, it seems like he does a lot of like video editing for advertisements and stuff, but... I did actually find a blog post about a little bit of his history of how he got involved writing these Sonic books. Oh. Uh, exact quote. A bit of background. In 1992, right after I left a short-lived designer-writer job at an ad agency, pretty much my only traditional office gig to date, I immediately made my availability known to Western Publishing, home of Little Golden Books, and a mere 25-minute drive from my base in a Milwaukee suburb. I'd done some work for them while employed at the agency. They were not actual clients. They were outside my non-complete agreement. A lot of what I'd done for Western Publishing was game-related. I'd watch kids play an as-yet-unnamed board game and then come up with a name and or tagline for it. Other times I'd write the instruction sheet. It was interesting work. While at the agency, I traveled down there with an account executive who's also appeared on the eventual invoice. Now I was offering myself minus the pimp, which they thought was a pretty good deal. One day they asked if I'd like to write what they called a Golden Look Look book starring Sonic the Hedgehog. I pretended to be aware of Sonic and jumped at the chance. <laughs> I had been paired with artist Art Mawinney, whose work I knew. Turns out he lived and worked minutes away from Western Publishing's Racine headquarters, and I eventually found that he was a terrific person with whom to collaborate. 
I took the gay, of course. Job one was to borrow a Sega game console and play the hell out of the Sonic games to get a sense of what I was doing. Fortunately, I was given a fairly detailed character Bible so I could better understand just what the Sonic Bros. was all about. This was before Sonic cartoons and movies appeared. Just a year later, there would be two cartoons. As I recall, the first book went fairly smoothly. My premise was simple. Sonic loses his super cool red shoes and the cocky road begins to doubt himself a bit. Can he still be super fast and super heroic without his shoes that can't lose? Would his friends still stick with him if he couldn't pull off amazing feats of speed? Yeah, it's it's an interesting read. It, it's cool seeing that little bit of history and knowing that, hey, you know, this... They were even, you know, pushing for this before the cartoons had happened. So that kind of helps to explain a lot of the little bits of, let's say, discontinuity between what we know from Sad AM and what, you know, we get in the book. I'm sorry, this fellow went out of his way to play the Sonic games before writing. That is a level of commitment that you would not often see, even in like most media products based <laughs> around Sonic. A round of applause yeah. for this man. Yep, yep. Good for him, especially when I, you know, I wonder if he omitted the part where they sent him the character Bible stuff, and he went, "Well, uh, none of the stuff I played uh, applies to this." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't I see no damn Princess Sally in this Vigi game. <laughs> I waited the whole time to see the man turn into a big egg. Yeah, that is super fascinating. You know, that also kind of deals with like. Uh, one of those, oh man, I, I feel like these days, even with like our, our saturation on social media, the kind of, of writing that you really don't think about, which would you call that writing copy and copy editing? Like you said, doing like, Hey, you know, playing a board game and then writing the instruction pamphlets. Like that is super fascinating. Like somebody's got to write those. That's, that's super cool. That whole story. That's, that's neat. That gives me an appreciation for these because, um, like you said, you know, there is some discontinuity between this and like sad AM, but at the time this was written, sad AM was not even out. So it's more like this established uh, a lot of stuff first. (laughs) I think the most important thing, uh, I need to find out for certain. Is is this what established the SWAT bot hammering the sign "No Fun Allowed" into yes, the ground? I'm yes, I'm sure this is where it came from. Uh, yeah, amazing. let's okay, let's jump into it. Um, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we on the cover here. We've got Sonic Shoes Blues, and it's a again like. Art Mawini, he he worked on Archie Comics up until um, I want to say like pretty pretty late, like at least uh, I know he penciled uh, 150. And you know, there's an argument to be said that his style never really translated to the post-adventure Sonic. But gosh darn it, he draws a pretty nice looking classic Sonic and crew, like for sure. Yeah, you know, like I said, the, the man worked on Sad AM. It it the these books are very nicely illustrated. Um, so yeah, on the front cover we've got it's Sonic in his socks, missing his signature cool red sneakers, and everyone just seems very shocked that he wouldn't be wearing them. <laughs> Which I guess you know, this is we might we we do see Sonic's feet in this one and I've said it before like you know the internet has broken my brain forever <laughs> I, will ne- I will never be able to fully heal 
Um, <laughs> so we're just going to have to deal with that today, and that's okay. We're yeah. going we're gonna to cope with it best we can this ish, this particular episode, uh, and, until the future episode when we finally cut deep dive into the topic of Sonic the Hedgehog's feet, because that is a <laughs> the devicest topic that has <laughs> plagued the internet for so long. I, I, I think I'm going to be busy that day. I think I have, a, yeah. I have a dinner date with Metal Sonic that day. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I've got some friends I can bring on to fill in for you guys. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> Launching our hey, new look. side podcast that's not affiliated. <laughs> I, f- I feel like we've, you know, we, we have established we are a fairly pr- progressive podcast. We're not going to yuck anybody's yum, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm certainly not. I just, it's funny that it's such a, a topic that inspires so much of an emotional response from people. So much so that STCTP have to take the time to point out, this is a topic we should not even have think about. Let's True. just never consider the concept of Sonic having feet. I'm like, you know, well, okay. Well, all of the things we've stolen from them, maybe we should swipe that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically these books are short enough that we can read through them and comment page by page. So we're gonna we're it's gonna we're gonna do it like those old uh, you know Disney book on tapes where and you can read along and when you hear this sound, that's your cue to turn the page. Would say, well, we can skip straight to uh, the first proper page with the the beautiful scenery of the big tree. Whenever you're ready, Jake. So without further ado, Sonic Shoes Blues. Once upon a time, not too long ago, the planet Mobius was a clean, green, wonderful place to live. The Mobians, as those who live on Mobius are called, lived in peace with each other and cared for the world that they inhabited. I want to know which other children's book they stole this picture from. (laughs) Yeah, it does. That's not. A very Sonic-y picture. <laughs> I'm getting like, like even Snow in a Satayem terms. I think Art might have had this one laying around already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, got little, it's got little stone houses with thatched roofs, but that's. Hmm. I, I, maybe he stole this from like. Did he work on Adventures of the Gummy Bears? Because that's what that reminds me of. Oh yeah, or even like the Smurfs or something like yeah. that. It's a very nice illustration. Oh, for sure. By the way, uh, listeners, you can actually read along with us, and I recommend you do to see these lovely pictures, because these are uh, picture books, essentially. Um, You can find them on the internet. They are scanned in full on Sonic Retro. Very nice scans, Beautifully so. (laughs) (laughs) All of that changed with the arrival of the evil Dr. Robotnik and his gang of polluting robots. He took over as dictator of the planet, ruling with an iron hand from his headquarters in the city of Robotropolis. Of course, the Mobian people are not at all happy with life under the rule of Dr. Robotnik, especially since he makes them work around the clock in his smoke-spewing robot factories. They know that Dr. Robotnik doesn't care how big a mess he makes of Mobius, just as long as he can stay in charge. Like we mentioned before. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, introducing children to the concept of a fascist rule. (laughs) There's a lot to say about this image, is there not? (laughs) I I like how the first page has like the, you know, lovingly rendered old timey script for uh, 
you know, the once upon a time and everything. And then from here, it's just plain old type text. Yeah. It sure <laughs> looks like Ariel. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, this this is where the no fun allowed SWAT bot is from. Not Archie <laughs> Sonic. It's from this, this uh, illustrated children's book. Oh, boy. What you usually don't see when that is cropped out is the sign behind him that says, Merrymakers will be arrested. <laughs> <laughs> this is Robotropolis, kind of. Uh, this is like the early Archie Robotropolis, where it's just a bunch of factories and um, and like a bit, and these weird topsy-turvy sort of like, these poorly balanced plate buildings that remind me of uh, Robotnik's um, lookout in the Adventures I was going to say the job. same thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It sure, it sure does look like something from that. <laughs> it, it's fun. It's fun that they established the signs because that will be a recurring thing, as I recall. Because I know for sure there's another one like that in the second book. But Doctor Robotnik, sir, is there any rhyme or reason as to the placement of your factories? No, Snivelly. <laughs> I do it for the lols. <laughs> <laughs> But the Mobians still have hope, for they know that hidden in the secret underground knothole village, a brave team of freedom fighters led by super fast and super cool Sonic the Hedgehog are fighting a constant battle to overthrow the evil Dr. Robotnik and his gang of diabolical robots. The Mobians know that someday the planet will be free again. Hold on to hope. Don't don't give up, Pink Sally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're seeing we're seeing uh, the early designs, I think, of the freedom fighters here. Not all of them. It's Antoine, Sally. Rota tails the Sonic. Sorry, sorry. Did I say Rota? I meant oh, Boomer. Boomer. We'll get to that. Yes. Yeah. He's, he is still Boomer in this first one. But you know what? Credit to him. He's got the sideways hat, and that looks super cool. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like a Boomer right now. Um, they are underground because this was during that time period where they thought that the not whole village is in a little underground base. Yep, and it's just yep. like generic cartoon tunnels. <laughs> Which I believe was, how long did that keep going in Archie? Because I remember it was definitely like that for the first few uh, issues. Yeah, at least, goodness, yeah, probably at least both original miniseries and probably until, like, even after, um, like, Art started drawing uh, pencils in, um, like, issue 10. Probably, yeah, until they, they started doing a couple of more serious stories in, like, the 20s and 30s. It, it was yeah, still just... They were definitely, I believe, topside by the time we got to the Sonic CD adaptation we did in a previous episode. Because by that time, like, Sad AM had been uh, out and airing proper, and so they had extra things to draw inspiration from. Yeah. But yeah, this is, this is a nice hero shot of the the main characters of these books. And the interesting thing is, is uh, we, we, we pointed out before, is that it appears Art Mawini has been drawing on, uh, like, Greg Martin Sonic art for inspiration. Because it's a little bit like Adventures of Sonic Mohawk, but a, he, on this page specifically, he is sure doing that Martin smirk. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It reminds me a little bit of like that early, early design of um, Sonic in the cartoons that we saw back when Princess Sally was like yellow uh, from that cartoon that never really came out and sort right, of like the was the, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> the DNA of Sally. <laughs> it's very, uh, the very stand up spikes here. 
Yep. And like we like we said, this is Pink Sally with her her dark dark hair and blue nose, and you got brown tails and and all that jazz. And Antoine looks a, a little different than you usually see him. His colors yeah. are a little different, but he's him and him and Rotor slash Broomer look pretty uh pretty on model from what we're used to seeing. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. One morning, deep underground in the hidden knothole village, Sonic the Hedgehog yawned and stretched. He was eager to begin another day of making Dr. Robotnik's life miserable, so the heroic hog wasted no time getting out of bed. Today's the day I really drive super bogus Robotnik and his rotten robots up a tree, Sonic thought to himself as he brushed his teeth super quick. So here we have a, a, you know, some after images of Sonic starting stretching in his bed, zooming uh, between combing his hair in front of his standing mirror and brushing his teeth in a, a real pigsty of a room. We, we don't have super details. Again, it just looks like, yeah, it's a room in a dirt room underground. But I do like his uh, boudoir of acorn-shaped first-place trophies that just say fastest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about that uh, that vinyl record on the floor, though. I'm worried it's going to warp or get stepped on. Like, come on, you got you to gotta treat your vinyl records right, man. I, I mean, especially close to that uh, piece of pizza just like right next to it. That grease is going to really mess up the groove something fierce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we are establishing right away that Sonic is a disgusting slob. Um, he even has soap on the floor. <laughs> yes, um, which, I mean, another hazard. Which is absolutely counter the, to the uh, Bible. As all we know, you know, so- in Sonic's world, slobs finish last. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. They're going in their own direction already with this this new, <laughs> this new continuity. <laughs> Sonic, I remember, was a clean man. How dare they? <laughs> Uh, sorry, BDG is like throwing his papers in the air at how <laughs> blasphemous all of this is to the Sonic Pipe. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I will, I'm going to link that video again. It is worth <laughs> recommending to people. <laughs> yep. But yeah, just a lot of generic cartoon mess here. I love he's got the, you know, the little spinning propeller hat mixed in with like a basketball and, you know, there's a kite and a second basketball in the background. (laughs) (laughs) So, yep, Sonic's a messy dude as he's planning Robotnik's downfall. Although I will, I'll give it to him. His trophy case is almost spotless. He's got it very well organized. His, like we said, his four identical trophies that... (laughs) Which I mean, what what contest was this? With the the annual fastest race here? Uh, <laughs> Sally probably just gave them to him to shut him up. But, you know, yeah, yeah exactly. Shaped, so. Yeah, Sally, this is all I have. Please. <laughs> that was the one of the only things left in her royal power to officially decree. <laughs> yes, Sonic. Once again, you win. <laughs> I'm the coolest. Wait, that's Shadow. <laughs> As he left his bedroom, Sonic met Princess Sally. Where's Tails? He asked impatiently. It's time to harass the pants off, Dr. Robotnik. I'd take you along, but this is a job too dangerous for a girl. Ignoring Sonic's okay. sexist comment. <laughs> so, so. Now, now be careful about editorializing jake sorry yes. <laughs> even when appropriate <laughs> let me take it again <laughs> ignoring sonic's comment sally looked down at his feet well and that's the end <laughs> all right i'll stop okay ignoring sonic's comment 
Sally looked down at his feet, which were clad only in white socks. I think even a he-man like you will need to finish dressing before heading out on any too dangerous for a girl mission, she said with a smile. Well, I... Oh my gosh, Sonic replied as he noticed his error. I was in such a hurry to get into action that I forgot to put on my super cool red sneakers. He quickly returned to his room to get them, known throughout Knothole Village as the shoes that never lose. Known by who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, like we don't see anybody else but these characters, so. Known by Sonic and anybody else in range close enough to listen. Yep. Uh-huh. Whether they want to or not. <laughs> I, I gotta say, starting with this page, this this might be the worst of it. The second one, there are also some Sonic move moments. He's a real jabroni in these books. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we did establish that, you know, the author was working with what he got but i don't know man like you said the the very casual sexism in a book for like four-year-olds is a little much to me but you know at least sally is like the the girl boss who is always going to be smarter than whatever stupid sonic says (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you forgot your shoes you dummy (laughs) the illustration is i mean yes it's sonic uh uh doing like a casual walk and Sally's got her arms or her hands on her hips right outside Sonic's room. Oh, that silly boy. She's kind of got her foot sticking out like, haha, I have a shoe and you don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that kind of what she's? Yeah. Yeah. You know how you would like hold out like, uh, uh-huh. I think that is what she's doing. It is that, um, oh, boys are so dumb kind of look that you get from all the girl characters uh-huh. of that time period. Oh, <laughs> it's just what you have to put up with as a girl. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if a boy really likes you, he'll treat you like shit, ladies. <laughs> he'll say that his shoes are too cool to lose. <laughs> Once in his room, Sonic moved aside piles of clothes and comic books and went straight to the spot he last remembered seeing his sneakers. But they weren't there. The heroic hedgehog hopped from place to place in the room, scattering his belongings this way and that as he searched frantically for the red sneakers. Before long, Sonic became nervous. <laughs> oh man, you know he's searching deep because he's throwing away all of his Y-Men and Mouse Man comics. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like these. These are some, I'm, I'm assuming some nice touches by, by the illustrator. Just yeah. some little gags. Because right below that, you also see Sonic has a, a Genesis with a bunch of uh, generic games. Yeah, with uh, Pro Boxing, Y-Men, Video Mania, Hockey, and Sonic 2, which uh, I'm not going to think about that one too hard because that's <laughs> yeah. just a little t- <laughs> gonna break the fabric of reality i'm glad you said that that second one from the bottom was hockey because for, so- for a second i thought it was maki and i was like is senior palo here what happened <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> if everything is canon uh one of the twitter takeovers the sonic characters literally explained that oh yeah don't you know that there are people that find out about our adventures and make video games out of them <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no, I've just realized something. That's what happens in Sonic Live. Oh, no! 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 That's uh, for another day. Not if I can help it. You're entirely, entirely correct, though. Oh, 
But yeah, this is that Sonic is zipping around other parts of his room. This is where we first realize that um, the Robotnik and all these books, you know, despite their being, uh, you know, hidden knot hole and Sally, it's Adventures of Sonic Robotnik. Like, it's definitely him. 100%. Which is interesting. I feel like that version of Robotnik kind of fits the theme of this and like early Archie a bit better in a weird way. There's something strange about, you know, sinister-looking <laughs> Satayem Robotnik uh, just being like, Oh, Gadzooks! That pesky porcupine <laughs> has done this to me again! Oh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah, we see that because Sonic has a dartboard with a picture of Robotnik on the bullseye. Tail suddenly appeared in the room, eager as always to begin the day's adventure. Are you ready to go? He said. The early bird makes Robotnik squirm. Sonic quickly replied, Tails, you have to help me. I can't find my red sneakers anywhere. Looking around at Sonic's messy room, Tails could understand how even an elephant would get lost in there. But because the small fox admired Sonic, he didn't say anything that might annoy Sonic about the need for better house cleaning. <laughs> and enter Tails. And, you know, like we said, this is the brown, like, set AM adventures Tails. But also the Tails, and especially these first two books, definitely fits that uh, Stay Sonic description of, oh, you know, he means well, but he's a little dim. <laughs> he's just kind of dopey. <laughs> especially, yeah, Tails is literally imagining, uh, you know, a, a cartoon elephant hiding under Sonic's bed because it's so damn messy. <laughs> I'm looking at the the second image in this um in this page and that uh that like Groucho Marx like big nose and glasses thing. Oh yeah, it, it looks like there's like a head of cabbage coming out of the nostril. Yeah, and, you know, at first glance you might think it's a big booger, but yeah, yeah what is that? A big bu- Brussels sprout, a <laughs> yeah. head of lettuce? Well, I think I mean if this is a children's book and it is, they might be going for an unfathomable booger. <laughs> A judge could be. I mean, it might just be a, a, you know, a scribble to add to Sonic's incalculable mess here. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, just I I, like I've already read this once before in prep, but then I'm looking at this again. I'm just like, what the heck is that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those. It's a green tumor coming out of that nose. The two looked and looked, and although they found three half-eaten cookies, which Tails gladly disposed of while Sonic wasn't looking, a half-can of soda, portions of Sonic's strange-looking acorn collection, two right-handed gloves, a shirt that Sonic forgot he had, and even a partridge in a pear tree, they couldn't find the super cool red sneakers anywhere. Okay, this is what I meant. Tails is literally eating garbage off of the floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like, like this is modern Tails here to just be like, that's incredibly unhygienic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. Yeah, like like the, the, the Tails we know today would give like a cute ribbing to Sonic about his slobbish behavior. But, you know, Tails back in the day, it's like, no, he's a toddler eating crap off the floor. <laughs> And, you know, a partridge in a pear tree. I think that's pretty cute. Because, yes, we have an illustration of the literal bird in the fruit tree getting tossed uh, <laughs> tossed away. Well, that pear, or the pear, the partridge looks horrified. He, he's like, I'm sentient. He kidnapped me. I've been living <laughs> under his dirty laundry for three days. <laughs> it It is a cute, like, cartoon bird that is not a flicky. Um, oh, yeah. The second uh, instance of us having a, a, a poor trapped bird. <laughs> 
in yeah. a select yeah. medium. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, we we were we were fretting over the uh, you know this whole thing is about Sonic taking his shoes off, but also he has spare gloves. I don't want to see those naked hands either. <laughs> see Sonic's filthy fingernails he never cleans. <laughs> he also has other clothes, which is weird. I mean, I know it, we discussed it in the OVA, but I, I'm always confused by Sonic having like a, t- a t-shirt. A Sega t-shirt, no less. (laughs) The one he forgot he had. Yeah, but he has a pile of clothes. We were talking before, there's also a hat on the ground that has a patch on it that says Mobius GS. And uh, there's some part of my brain that that is a reference to some 90s clothing line that I just can't remember. Which would uh, completely fit Sonic. You know, like, Sonic, if he was real, would be like head to toe, like the Tommy Hill figure of the Mm, 90s. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, if of. any of our listeners know what this is, please feel free to write in. Not that I expect Sonic fans to know anything about things that aren't Sonic, um, but I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Some other pop culture in there somewhere. Some All right, do we want to even pretend to, or you know, pretend to discuss Sonic's weird acorn collection? <laughs> I mean, one of them has two points at the end. That's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, that is, is it just, pretty weird. It's like a he's running through the forest and was like, "Oh, that's neat." <laughs> Look at this, Sally! You know, Sonic, just because that's my name doesn't mean I actually care about real acorns. <laughs> yeah, but look at it! Man's gotta have a hobby. <laughs> if you ever lose a tooth, you can just shove this right up where it wants to be. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to search the entire village, Sonic exclaimed. How can I be at my super speedy best without my super cool red shoes? On the way out of Sonic's room, he and Tails met Antoine. Antoine, Tails said, you have to help us find Sonic's red sneakers. He can't find them anywhere. Oh, I am not surprised. Antoine replied in his his typical snotty manner. Haven't I told you a hundred times to clean your room? You could lose an elephant in there. Tails had to smile to himself, but suddenly turned serious when he saw that Sonic was not amused. In fact, Sonic was so worried about the situation that he couldn't even come up with a wisecrack for wimpy Antoine. Oh dang! They're, wow, yeah, that's some. Uh, the narrator has taking issue with Antoine, yeah. apparently. <laughs> go it, go in for Antoine's throat here. <laughs> uh, and notably, like despite Jake's accent, notably no uh, symptoms of uh, that particular accent in any of his dialogue. I know they did it in the comics. I don't think you can do that in a book for small children uh, because it will confuse them. (laughs) I think it's that, but also I don't think he had the accent early on in the comic either. I think like maybe that hadn't been established yet, but even though his name is literally Antoine. Antoine de Culette. Uh Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to check that. I think they bring out a little bit of the accent in the later storybooks. Yeah, him, him, and uh, Bunny. I think I think Bunny always had like Southern colloquialisms, like y'all. But yeah, it, it would be a few uh, issues in to where they would straight up like start writing her accent into the balloons. Which, yeah, I could take or leave. Sometimes I'm literally like, "Hey, look, man, I know Southern accents, and it's I it's hard to read sometimes." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not always a big fan of like phonetic phonetic accents in dialogue like you can sort of pick apart when someone's got an accent you don't necessarily need to have oh because antoine's got real bad in some of the archie ones like it didn't mm-hmm. even make sense from a french accent yeah <laughs> no like just change a couple of these disease and <laughs> there you go you know 
like I said, he's not off model. He's just looking a little funny here. It's it's just these characters standing in the same hallway right outside Sonic's room again. And Antoine's, you know, looking disprovingly with an arched eyebrow. Okay, maybe it's the fact that his head is abnormally large. Yeah, I think like, that's Even it. for yeah, early he's, Antoine He's Hart. got real, like, Code Lyoko forehead going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, my God, he does. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah, permanently raised eyebrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's looking. He's got bags under his eyes too. Makes him look much, much older oh, yeah. than he should compared to these other characters. Maybe he's just tired. Like <laughs> tired of Sonic's crap. <laughs> yeah, I feel. I look at that version of Antoine, and I don't imagine Rob Paulson voice coming out. I imagine him be like, "Oh, Sonic, what are you doing? <laughs> I warned you, Sonic." <laughs> I'm the one adult in this knothole village. <laughs> Sonic began to wonder if perhaps the sneakers were not lost at all, but stolen. Okay, time for a meeting, Sonic exclaimed. Tails immediately began ringing the assembly bell. Soon, all the freedom fighters were together in the knothole meeting hall. I've called you all here because two things that are very important to me and my feet are missing, Sonic began. And I think someone in this very room may have something to do with it. The group looked at it one another in shock. I imagine Sonic, before calling this meeting, took like a good 10 minutes to come up with that line. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I appreciate that there is a wanted poster for a SWAT bot in the background, (laughs) but it doesn't look different for any other SWAT bot, so who knows which one it could be. It's specifically the one who put the sign down. They've got it out for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't make out the detail, but they got his serial number down there, too. <laughs> specifically this guy. He's trouble. <laughs> but yeah, Sonic standing on top of their meeting table, which, uh, I mean, look, looks like a, you know, everything's made of wood. <laughs> it's a big stump. But this is where uh, Rotor also makes his uh, debut sitting around. With that cool sideways hat. Everyone looking very concerned at Sonic's statement. Probably more so concerned that he would call a meeting over this and then accuse everybody. (laughs) J'accuse! No, but that's what Antoine would say. (laughs) 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 J'accuse. I think you finally run into one too many brick walls, Sally said angrily. Believe me, I'll be happier than you when we finally get some shoes back on those feet of yours. I haven't been able to breathe since you started walking around in your stocking feet. Everyone laughed, but Sonic remained unusually serious. In fact, rather than firing back one of his usual lightning-quick wisecracks, he just waited for the group to finish enjoying Sally's joke before continuing. Yeah, everyone is just pointing and laughing at Sonic. Sally is holding her nose. (laughs) Again, I mean, she could be joking, but I mean, I don't know. Like we said, we've established Sonic seems like a filthy, slobbish person. (laughs) I love them pointing. I love that. Just pointing. Look at that shoeless idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Standing on the table like you were supposed to take him seriously. (laughs) I just, I don't know if the rest of you noticed this. I know Sally's design was particularly naked back then. But there is a defined butt crack going on with oh, Sally here. <laughs> yeah, it's she's slight. Okay, she's sliding back in her chair 
and but also like you know like doing a laughing pose like she's putting her leg up and yes the deceit you can't see her tail which maybe would have been the solution to there is to just you know cheat and break her tail to cover the line where her hip meets her back but yeah it looks like she is resting back on her ass crack here <laughs> <laughs> and that sort of thing is more of a robotnik thing to be honest <laughs> yeah. yes you know we keep bringing it up it's not like archie wouldn't get there eventually where you know half the artists were just like yeah i did superhero books so uh you know boobs on this one right (laughs) i also like that antoine's laugh is just him gritting his teeth really hard Uh (laughs) which i guess that is part of it is because antoine does like you know it's a uniform shirt but he does wear the most clothes of anybody in these books that's true I'll put out the lantern for two minutes, and the person who took my shoes can place them on the table, Sonic said. I won't even ask who took them. And with that, he blew out the lantern, and the room suddenly became pitch black. Sonic counted to himself until he was sure two minutes had passed. Man, this page must have been really hard to draw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's literally just the old cartoon, eyes visible in pitch black. Uh, I, I like the, the touch that it literally was a, a, a lit lantern with a flame that was lighting the entire room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, instead of, you know, switching the lights off, it's like, no, you know, they're, they're, they're living with what they got. <laughs> they have no electricity down here, except for the fact that Sonic has a, a Genesis and a TV down there, but right. don't think <laughs> it too hard. And uh, allegedly a vinyl player as well. Yeah, he runs yeah. the record. Like he runs the hamster wheel that powers on electronics. There you go. Uh, yeah. He's mm, very green. Charge up, charge up the the batteries he's got. <laughs> but yeah, he's pulling the old. You know, I promise no one will get in trouble. I just want it back, Gambit. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing's got big parts and wreck who broke it energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> then relit the lantern. When Sonic's eyes adjusted to the brightness around him, he saw that the room was empty except for a note on the table. It said, If you don't trust us, then maybe you don't need us. We'll handle Dr. Robotnik without you. Oh, snap. <laughs> you know, that that's a pretty big cue, but I wouldn't say it's undeserved in yeah, this situation. Yeah. But it does seem rather drastic on his friends. They were so pissed off they managed to write all of that in the dark, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it for that all they prepared ahead of time because they like, oh, Sonic's going to pull his shit again, but again. Yeah. <laughs> Look, next time he does it, I've got, you know, I've got this ready. Just drop it and leave. <laughs> I've got a whole folder of these different responses. <laughs> Man, that Cheshire Cat grin on that wanted Robotnik poster back there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the pearly whites. It's bugging me out. <laughs> it's like even that wanted poster knows Sonic <laughs> up. <laughs> 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 isn't that a gag in adventures of sonic i think is it the comic book one where um where does robotnik kiss an illustration of his own face and then the illustration like goes like you know that was uh coconuts <laughs> in the first episode where he's oh got, like, a, yeah he's got like a photo of robotnik and he can, and he's like and then yeah it pulls a little face afterwards <laughs> i love that Okay, now this next page. Okay, this is where things start to fall apart for me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now Sonic was angry. He hopped off the table and scowled. Fine, he thought. Even with a blindfold, I'm better than all of them put together. Okay, I I have to ask the question. 
Did he make a blindfold out of his own sock? Yeah, I just thought I mean, about that. He is missing it. Yes. Suspiciously missing a sock, revealing his Bugs Bunny-esque foot here. Um, it really is. What What is... Th- this is what I meant, where Sonic just does not seem to have all of his n- normal faculties. He's <laughs> He's being kind of a goober. <laughs> this feels almost like the illustration came first, and the writer was like... I don't know what's happening here, but I'll come up with something. Because <laughs> <laughs> what we're looking at is Sonic has hopped off the table, uh, t- like we said, took off one of his socks, tied it around his eyeballs, and is now wandering through the room, knocking things over, because I guess even though there's nobody else left in Knothole, he's going to show them. <laughs> even the uh, even the wanted poster of Robotnik in the back is just like, ew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, come now, Sonic. You're better than this. <laughs> He's not smiling anymore. He's like grimacing. <laughs> I maybe they had a page count. <laughs> <laughs> the artist is drawing this and like, why did Sega specifically ask for this scene? <laughs> I, it's not my department. <laughs> Above my pay grade. A little later, above ground, the rest of the fearless freedom fighters made their way toward the city of Robotropolis. This doesn't feel right without Sonic here to lead us, Boomer whispered. He always seemed to know exactly what to do. And he could lay the hand with this load, arg! Antoine whined. Well, he's nothing but a stocking-footed sap now, Sally said. (laughs) That's really good. Although, she secretly missed Sonic as well. Besides, we have a job to do, Sonic or no Sonic. She gestured toward a tall pipe that spewed black smoke into the sky. It's up to us to plug that giant smokestack with this big cork before it kills off the entire forest. And we could smoke out all the worker bots inside and maybe find a clue to help us find Uncle Chuck, Mutsky, and Sally's father, too. Tails added eagerly as he streaked ahead. So <laughs> that reads as mention all the other characters in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Including Sally's father, who will continue not to have a name until Archie figures it out. <laughs> I think we're specifically talking about the Satyam Bible here. Not, not to get our Bibles mixed up. Uh, this is like the New Testament, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> One of those, one of those uh, uh, extra canonical Catholic books, <laughs> the Book of Enoch. Yeah. <laughs> now, this isn't their most sophisticated uh, act of eco-terrorism against Robotropolis. Not in the least. I, I guess you know, like the 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 first page of Robotropolis, it is introducing them that they want to stop all this, and how do you do that in the most like toddler appropriate way possible? Yeah. <laughs> A big cork. <laughs> uh, you know, on the first page, they mentioned that, you know, Robotnik forces people to work in the factories, but didn't say anything about, like, turning them into robots. But yeah. then they're like, well, you know, we'll back the smoke up and smoke out all the robots. And I guess maybe this particular factory has no actual Mobians working in it. Or maybe I'm overanalyzing a book for baby children. <laughs> <laughs> Not possible. I like the fact that Tails says he's trying to smoke out the worker bots. Well, I guess like I guess vision is important. I was thinking like <laughs> maybe Tails thought that they breathed, that they yeah. That, they didn't <laughs> that, that that's also funny. Nah, he's gonna smoke out the worker bots, brah. This <laughs> <laughs> really four twenty. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the the illustration is of Sally, Antoine, and Rotor carrying a giant cork for like a jar or whatever (laughs) and tails is not helping at all he is running ahead because they brought the baby along on this very dangerous mission (laughs) wait tails sally yelled after him there may be 
but before the feisty heroine could finish, Tails tripped over a wire that sprung several traps. In a split second, everyone found themselves ensnared. Oh no, cried Sally. Robotnik and his creeps will be here any moment now. A low rumble could be heard in the distance. Dr. Robotnik was already on his way. This is all my fault, Tails said. Like Sally always tells me, I have to learn to think before I act. Listen to this lesson, children. <laughs> think before you act or you'll be caught in a cage. That does sound like one of those. Tails noticeably <laughs> trapped in what seems like a realistic fox trap. Oh, yeah. it sure yeah. is. Mm. And, you know, the rest of the gang in a, uh, like a snare net <laughs> that came up all around them. Speaking of visible butt cracks. Them. <laughs> oh boy you, well uh, no okay if you, you look close you can see it's it's like his knees are bent and he has like a bump where a butt would be but because it's a no okay yeah it is pretty that, it, that's, that's a lot of purple butt. cake there <laughs> that's some walrus right there <laughs> <laughs> uh also worth noting that this is not Robotnik's most sophisticated trap as well. It's literally like a, a pulley system with a rope. It sure works, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, functionally. Just not what you'd expect from a... Well, actually, you know, it, you'd expect it in Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, and we're sort of in that middle ground right now. Don't overthink it. Sometimes a tripwire is all you need. Yeah. And immediately they can hear the caravan of Robotnik's troops heading towards them. So I just imagine, like, he's sitting there, like, with binoculars watching, like, Ah, here they come! (laughs) But, sir, you could just fire the missiles. No. This is much more satisfying. When he gets tripped, he's like, Oh! That worked! Oh! Cool! (laughs) I told you, Snively! (laughs) (laughs) I told you it was worth consulting Mystery Inc., (laughs) (laughs) Or think before you accuse, said Sonic as he appeared from behind a tree with a basket of goodies. Even with my fabulous footwear lost, I'm too noble and heroic a hog to let my freedom fighter friends down, Sonic said. I can't help it, it's just the way I am. Braggadocious. In fact, I can remember my Uncle Chuck telling me many times that, Well, it's good to see you out and about, Anton broke in from his cramped quarters. But do you think you could get us out of here and finish your story later? Oh, sure, Sonic calmly replied. But actually, I brought you all some gifts that you really need right now. So, yeah, Sonic appears right next to all his friends hanging in the net. He's got his green backpack on that would appear in various media. And yeah, just won't shut the hell up. (laughs) (laughs) I am so humble. Ah, back during the days when Sonic needed some sort of, like... So he needed some sort of bag to put things in before he just decided to have it sort of materialize from his butt. (laughs) Yeah, he'd always need at least a knapsack to put the giant power ring in to save the day with. (laughs) These are all very wonderfully illustrated. Poor Sally's face does seem to be broken in this two, three quarters looking angle here. (laughs) A little bit. It happens a lot, the way she's her her muzzle is designed. It's hard to get at certain angles. Limited model sheets, I'm sure. And it can't all be winners. It's okay. The trapped freedom fighters gasped and looked at each other in amazement. Can we do this another time? Sally exclaimed. Can't you hear Dr. Robotnik and his gang coming? Don't be so ungrateful, Sonic said as he unpacked his load. Gross. So- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it and you went for it. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Sally, here's a three-pound box of your favorite chocolates. 
Boomer, please accept this brand new bowling ball. And for Antoine, a small but sharp pair of scissors for trimming your tiny little mustache, as well as the scope so you can find them little suckers. <laughs> that's a burn. That's a burn and a half. His, his whole his whole face is covered in fur. <laughs> I guess. I mean, does he mean like the whiskers that he like feels things with? Um, Sonic's Gambit is revealed immediately on the next page, but this is this is a little silly. Little man. <laughs> I like that Tails is watching from the distance like, do I get anything? <laughs> Poor Tails. There's something about the distraught look on Tails' face in that, t- in that cage. Left alone. It's so great. He can't even stand up. He's stuck, like, shoved forward onto his stomach with his, his you know, legs pinned behind him. <laughs> I want a present. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got gifts from my best friends in the whole world. <laughs> Hi, Tails. The people I care about the most. <laughs> What do you think you are, STC Sonic? Nah. <laughs> Sonic sort of like showing off some um, God, you know those those kind of toxic people who act out and then they have to like overcompensate for their terrible actions. Like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll make up for it by buying you all this stuff. Yeah, love bombing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, Jesus. <laughs> uh, it's a little too real. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Is Sonic is that kind of narcissist in this continuity? <laughs> I like the tiny drawing of Dr. Robotnik in the background, too. <laughs> uh-huh. Just got a little red lump. <laughs> oh, Lord, he coming. <laughs> yep. Suddenly, Dr. Robotnik and his gang arrived on the scene. So I have you all, the fiendish villain cackled, as well as the stocking-footed hedgehog. How does it feel to taste defeat? <laughs> I don't get it. They they've used that like three or four times already. Like I, that does not seem like a distinctly American thing to call socks stockings. No, no, it doesn't. Like, that's I hear that like a lot over here. So that's strange. Yeah, and the fact that they won't let it go is like, <laughs> look, guys, no, don't you understand? Sonic is in his stocking feet. That's really funny. Stockings. <laughs> it is interesting that you know. Robotnik is back not only by his SWAT bots, but also some classic badniks. Yeah, yeah. you've got you've got a sad AM cluck, but then yeah, like you said, SWAT bots, uh looks like a burrow bot and a caterkiller. <laughs> and Tails is on the front lines of getting walloped by every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it really did. I don't know if it's just the contrast between the the cartoony little bad nicks on the ground, but these SWAT bots got legs for days, man. <laughs> <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I love this illustration of Robotnik. It's like, oh, okay, you see why he looks like that when you read the terrible pun. Uh, but yeah, he's got like a his finger pointing and like a <laughs> look on his face. <laughs> Yeah, just straight up AOSTH Robotnik in his little AOSTH Egomatic Hovercraft, and uh, it's weird, but I like it. (laughs) The ensnared group was about to become frantic when Sonic calmly asked, Antoine, may I borrow your nifty brand new mustache trimmer and scope? Antoine handed them to him, and Sonic immediately cut a hole in the net. Ha <laughs> laughed Caterpillar as he advanced on the heroes. You may free some of your friends, but we'll keep the little two-tailed fox. So you'd see Sonic's gambit is is revealing itself to where the presents he brought are actually helping him free his friends. But, I mean, how how did Sonic know to bring scissors to cut through the net? I, I guess it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> this is where we have the... Uh... 
ding from a oh god okay (laughs) now i'm really gonna shut up (laughs) oh boy let me go hang myself real quick no 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 (laughs) this caterpillar got uh, a line in this Uh, good for him i suppose i think has there ever been a a caterpillar using lines and anything other than maybe stc um, I want to say I'm remembering the Archie issue where Sonic is on trial after Mecha Madness for disobeying a royal decree. He goes to the uh, abandoned like casino junkyard with a bunch of badniks, and I think they all are chatting up a storm trying to get Sonic. And I I want to say that there's a caterpillar that literally laughs at him and goes like, ha ha, like old chick tracks. Like <laughs> the, the demons in chick tracks would always go, ha ha. <laughs> I don't like this caterpillar's mouth though. I feel like caterpillars should open their whole face and not have like a cartoony mouth like this one. It's scaring me. Well, when you said open their whole face, I thought of like someone like the modern, like, demon creatures you see in media where like their face opens and it's like four different like oh <laughs> no i mean like a uh like a um you know like a chain chomp or a um oh yeah, y- yeah. you know the 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 fish badniks that kind of open open up <laughs> instead of like you know this <laughs> mouth that is uh more like a human mouth on a caterpillar <laughs> and his teeth that are the same color as his spines yeah <laughs> i just i don't like this caterpillar there's just something weird. There's just something weird about like <laughs> classic badnik speaking these days. Like I, I was used to it in STC, but uh, it it feels like they were just given like the early Sonic Bible where it was listing here's all the Robotnik's badniks. I'm like, oh, so these are the characters we have to use, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it feels like. <laughs> the Caterpillar kind of reminds me of um, Rolf from Ed and Eddie. Oh, he does. He does kind of have that same kind of weird face, doesn't he? <laughs> Life has many doors, Sonic boy. <laughs> <laughs> Kaioken. Oh, wait. Wrong kid. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> no, you won't, oh wormy one, Sonic replied, and freed his netted friends, which sent the big cork catapulting through the air, narrowly missing Dr. Robotnik in his hovermatic flying machine. Ha! Your aim is off, hedgehog, Robotnik snickered. Look again, chubby, answered Sonic. Everyone turned to see the giant cork continue its flight, finally dropping right into the smoke-spewing chimney and plugging it with a plop. Bullseye, Tail shouted. The smoke, having no place else to go, filled the building until the walls began to bulge. My beautiful factory, Robotnik cried. Everyone retreat! We have to save my beautiful factory! Get your blocks and start over, Sonic snickered as he freed Tails. And we'll wreck another one sooner than you could say Robotnik is balder than a cue ball. I'll get you yet, you goody no-shoes! The foiled villain sputtered as he sped away with his gang. So Sonic used the scope to like, plot the trajectory and then carefully snipped the net so it would uh, fling it towards the factory. Apparently Sonic has a degree in physics. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, that's a, that's a pretty hard shot to make, but I had good yeah. for him. Especially considering it wouldn't go that direction, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at it. Okay, uh, and I'm guessing, like... okay, I, the the bowling ball and the heavy pe- uh, box of candy for Sally, was that to like help weigh them down so they wouldn't oh, get caught with the cork? That's... But then Antoine wasn't holding anything, so... Yes, but we all know how Sonic feels about Antoine. 
Yeah. <laughs> In the back of his head. He's like, well, if it happens, it happens. <laughs> and again, but not he's not freed on this page. Poor Tails is still <laughs> stuck there. He, he looks like a fish flopping around. <laughs> But yeah, you get a, a double take of, of Robotnik looking back to see his factory being destroyed. His beautiful <laughs> factory. The next day, Sonic invited the group to his newly tidied room. I hardly recognize the place, Tails remarked. Well, I think I've learned that a little housekeeping can be a lot of help, Sonic confessed. Because while I was cleaning, I found my super cool red sneakers under the sheets of my bed. Well, I hope you also learned that you don't need things like super cool shoes to be brave and clever, Sally advised. Just like I don't need an expensive hairdo, you'd still have a crush on me even if I had a crew cut. Sonic blushed and then blurted out, in your dreams. Somebody must have already drawn that fan art. Yeah, I mean, I'm choosing not to interpret this in the most negative way possible, which was back in the 90s. It's like, oh, she's got a short haircut. She must be a lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's inappropriate. She did not need a crew cut to fall in love with Nicole. So that's true. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I do like I it's some good synergy with the uh, the the pictures and the words here is that Sonic has cleaned his room, but in the corner, Antoine is pulling up a blanket where it just looks like Sonic has bunched up all the garbage. Yeah, and <laughs> thrown thrown it over there. That's pretty cute. Yeah, literally swept under the rug. <laughs> yeah, yep. but yeah, found your shoes in your bed, dude. I was about Come to on. <laughs> Come on. Going to sleep with his shoes on. (laughs) (laughs) And I suppose you're wondering why everyone got a present but you, Sonic said to Tails. Well, maybe because I messed up again, the small fox answered quietly. No, Sonic laughed. It's because I wanted to give you my super cool red sneakers. If anyone could fill my shoes, though nobody really can, it would be you. Thanks, Sonic, Tails said as he accepted the red shoes with a smile that stretched from pointed ear to pointed ear. Stay in the low gears at first, Sonic said. Now, can anyone come with me to buy some new shoes? I've worn out three pairs of socks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we can see his gross toes. Yeah. (laughs) Iris out. Everybody laughs. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so... You know, we established throughout this entire thing that Sonic is uh, not a very hygienic uh, super speedy hedgehog. So, yeah, he finds his shoes so he can give them to Tails, his number one fan. And boy, howdy. (laughs) Thanks, dude. (laughs) Your stinking shoes, um, (laughs) which, you know, they they go out of their way to establish uh, Tails idolizes Sonic. So probably very much appreciates the present although this illustration of tails is a little off uh, it seems like he's in between emotions <laughs> i mean if you were given smelly shoes by your hero then you would also be between emotions yeah yeah the same shoes that caused uh, the same shoes that caused familial drama just a day ago <laughs> yeah it's interesting that they they don't go for it because what is how oh, I can't remember if that's in Archie or maybe that's only an underground that um, Uncle Chuck made Sonic shoes because he was burning through so many regular sneakers. Um, but it, I, that's kind of seems implied in some of this text that they are special. But then he just says he's going to go buy some new ones. So I don't know. Uncle Chuck is mentioned in this book. <laughs> 
he's gonna go buy him from the eh, guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey. 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 Yeah. <laughs> hey. They are, they're one of a kind, so you think he would not be able to get them because where else is he gonna get his super cool red sneakers? And by the way, this whole book it's super cool is one word I should note. We've had to read that yeah. over. <laughs> super cool. Um, I guess he'd get him at the same place. Tails got his knockoffs. <laughs> Tails, your Jordans are fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and then our last page is another title page. Although it does say it's the Sonic the Hedgehog logo, and then says special edition before the uh, trademark information for Sonic. Um, I wonder if these were like. Uh, out of the ordinary, I guess, to do a, a golden book based on a video game property. Um, I'm pretty sure by this time they were doing like, you know, lots of Disney properties. You had your Snow Whites and, and golden books and whatnot. But yeah, all of these do say special edition. Must be something special about them. It's that they starred everyone's favorite blue hedgehog, Sonic. Yeah, that's it. So we are jumping straight to our second book, again, written by John Meiklig and in- illustrated by Art Mawinney, Um, and it is called Sonic the Hedgehog 2, The Secret Admirer. Using the Sonic 2 logo. <laughs> yes, the official <laughs> Sonic 2 logo. It's it's pretty funny. I, I really desperately wish there was a fourth one of these books so we could have gotten an official Sonic the Hedgehog 4 logo, <laughs> you know, almost 30 years ago now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to the part where the death egg shows up in this one. <laughs> oh, no! I missed this first page on the inside first that specifically says this is dedicated to the memory of Jeffrey Scott Davey, age seven, one of Sonic's greatest oh, fans. No! Oh, no! Oh, my goodness! Oh, That's I so tragic. I, yes, I'm not making fun of a child's death, but we have a dedication for this one. Lord have mercy. Okay, well, now let's read this book in funny voices. I definitely glossed over that when I had this one as a kid. Like this, I, this was one. Of, this was the one of these that I definitely remember having, and I could tell because when I reread it, I recognized like a lot of these pages word for word. This is dedicated to a poor past child. Um, this better be one hell of a book. <laughs> Well, I will say at the, you know, the beginning, I think all of these books, they get better as they go on. So you at least got the second best book. (laughs) Whooshing at the speed of sound, Sonic the Hedgehog roared through the woods of the planet Mobius, laughing as he dodged trees and boulders with the greatest of ease. Far behind, an angry swarm of Dr. Robotnik's metallic morons gasped for breath as they tried to catch up. I did not realize SWATBots had to breathe. Mm, well, <laughs> I mean, they they are in assuming the position of, of running out of breath. I, I, I need you to read uh, yeah, so Sonic we- is zipping past. He has defaced Robotnik's uh, city rules um, with some graffito. Uh, but I need you to read uh, this sign for me, too, Luke. Uh, I would love to. <laughs> Welcome to my city. Observe these rules. Number one, no smiling, laughing, or giggling. Number two, no music or dancing. Number three, no toys allowed. Number four, all candy must be given to Robotnik. Number five, no blue hedgehogs allowed. Number six, 
All who enter must work in the robot factory. Number seven, no Nintendo playing. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's, uh... Okay, so do they mean Nintendo in the American meaning for Nintendo at the time, meaning all video games? Or, (laughs) or like, Nintendo as in... Like, that's the sort of thing you would expect in a Sonic comic at the time, because they were like, ah, Genesis does and all that. But, like, this is Robotnik's sign. He'd be like, only Nintendo play! Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I choose to interpret it as both, that it is a Robotnik is an old man, your parents' age, who calls every video game a Nintendo, (laughs) and also a sly jab like, you know, (laughs) yeah, no Nintendo, Sonic only. Um, I love the, I mean, very much for the child audience that all candy must be given to Robotnik. Oh, no. <laughs> His teeth are going to get even more f***ed up. <laughs> yeah, even more f***ed up than they are in this sign, because Sonic is, like, uh, drawn over his teeth to give him, like, the, the little holes. But there, it's a red marker, so it looks like he's just... Oh, no, he's got, like, some horrible gingivitis or something, and he's been bleeding. His teeth look like the Carnival Night Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized he has drawn a, a poorly drawn eight on Robotnik's head, because he's... an eight bald he's bald yeah 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 of course i was wondering what that was but i mean he's i mean you call a bald person a cue ball but see i i thought it was a target but yeah that does look more like an eight now that i look at it closer i sonic you silly billy maybe he's just not familiar with billiards the background is robotropolis a bit more like the robotropolis we would know from uh am with the little sci-fi buildings, but it still has the typical, like, smokestack factories as well. Yep. Yes, this is also a, a much more recognizable um, Art Moeny, uh, like, Archie-era Archie, Archie era Sonic, where he does not have the mohawk, and he kind of looks like, um, uh, you know, like, Art's take on, like, official, uh, like, Japanese Sonic clip art. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird in this time period for Sonic to look like that when not drawn by, say, maybe uh, Patrick Spaziante. But it uh it it looks really good. I I could would even say like the art is a step up from uh from that first book. That bolthead robotic is as dumb as they come. Sonic chuckled to himself. Does he really think he can build a robot and catch me? With that, Sonic became a blue blur as he went into a Sonic spin. We get a really nice kind of splash image here of Sonic tricking the SWAT bots into crashing into a tree and then diving through a maze of tunnels into the underground of Nut Hole. Yeah, the classic uh, false uh, tree stump knot hole slide. Yeah, straight up from early Archie. Yeah, and I mean, this is almost like a sequential like comic art page. Mm-hmm. It's it's neat. Yeah, I've enjoyed um, how like action has been portrayed in the book so far. Like covering one page and like kind of just having these action lines that clearly define which way things are going. It is interesting now that I read that the the actual words, like all it says is, you know, Sonic went into a a, a spin um, and doesn't actually say that uh, Andy hopped into the secret entrance to Knothole. So I, I wonder if, um, you know, the, the, the author and the illustrator like worked in tandem or if it really was like, oh, you know, one finished first and the other just filled in the blanks. I mean, it sounds like based on that blog post we read that they were like pretty collaborative on this process. That's cool. That's neat. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I think it really works well in the finished product. I also wrote a note about this page saying, um, actually, it's not a sonic spin. It's a buzzsaw. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sp- sonic spin dash even. 
I mean, if it was Sat AM, wouldn't he call it like his triple spin or something? I don't know. I get all the terms mixed up at this point. Or triple triple S is also. Um, oh yeah, because I think he supersonic spin. Yeah, that's why he would call it the triple S sometimes. I just whoever was writing the script that week <laughs> decided what it was called. <laughs> Speed, skill, and good looks, Sonic thought aloud as he headed into his cave. The keys to my success. Another job well done. I noticed you didn't include brains in that list, Princess Sally said, appearing from the shadows of the cave. Sally was Sonic's good friend and fellow freedom fighter. She added, you still have to learn to wipe the mud off your shoes when you come in. Sonic scowled as he mopped. It's hard enough to be heroic. Leave it to you to find something wrong with just about anything, Princess Sally chuckled. It's no picnic keeping you in line either. This bickering old couple here. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of cute. You've got Sonic as indeed tracked mud all over of the dirt floor. Again, we're still in the (laughs) the cartoony underground cave here as he's uh, admiring himself in a stand-up mirror. 15 years later, neither Werehawk. He still hasn't learned any better. Ah, you beat me to it. I was going to say that. Well, yeah, talk talking about little things that have stuck with Sonic's character. Motherfucker doesn't know how to wipe his feet. <laughs> that's not dirt floor. That's just shag carpeting. Oh no, that's even worse. Well, then Sally. Okay, why would you mop the sh- the carpet then? Okay, okay, you're also not not playing with a full deck in this scene either. So. <laughs> like, even if we play with like go with the idea that's a dirt floor. Imagine mopping a dirt floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, it's funny again. <laughs> and Sonic, hey, good for Sonic. He does do it. He takes the mop from Sally and, you know, grumpily cleans up after himself. Yeah, he does do it to it. <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah, we still have pink Sally. Uh, unlike Sonic, she is virtually unchanged from her last appearance in these books. And she don't chuckle. Picnic! They exclaimed together. We nearly forgot we have to meet the rest of the Freedom Fighters in the woods to try out Rotor's surprise new invention, Sonic says he zipped around gathering supplies. And I'm in charge of bringing ketchup, Sal exclaimed. Poor Tails can't eat anything without globs of ketchup on it. There's a lot of ketchup. <laughs> the the perfect illustration of that Tails is a very, very young child. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> he got to douse everything in catsup. <laughs> Tails is the kind of kid who eats everything with, like, lots of ketchup on it, but refuses to eat actual tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so you have just literally described Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I mean, I would throw my hat into there as well, is I still prefer tomatoes cooked in something or in ketchup form than any real tomatoes. <laughs> I do kind of feel you there. I've sort of, like... I used to really dislike tomatoes as they were, but nowadays I, I, I've sort of adapted my taste, but I don't know. Tomato soup, tomato ketchup, it is better. Yeah. <laughs> no denying it. I, I do. I will say that part of it is, and I'm, I'm like this with other things as well. I'm like this with watermelon is it has to be a really nice tomato. Mm. And like uh, we have friends of ours who have home gardens who will give us tomatoes and those are delicious. Ooh. Like I've, I've had, um, I forget what you call it. Is it caprese salad with mozzarella oh, and yeah. tomato with olive oil? Ooh. That's delicious. Mm. And I, you know, I will eat an, a nice fresh organic tomato in a salad, but I, especially as a kid like if it came on a hamburger i would you know i'm like mom there's tomato on it no, and it's, it's like, i was right there me. with you 
I absolutely would with French fries and chicken nuggets is go <laughs> knuckle deep in a pool of ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> knuckle deep. <laughs> so yes, all that to say a, a very cute and accurate detail for Tails the Fox, yeah. the small picky child. I feel like maybe the, the writer was like, I don't want to assume that the writer has children, but at the very least has has been around children to write mm-hmm. that very specific detail. Oh yeah, yeah. Or maybe they were a child once. Who knows? The illustration itself is just very cute. It's Sonic is packing things into a picnic basket, and Sally is carrying appears to be four full bottles of ketchup to the basket. <laughs> and you know they forgot about the picnic when they pinned up a giant poster that says "Freedom Fighters Picnic Today." So. I guess they walked past that. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to see much behind a mountain of ketchup bottles. They arrived to see the rest of the Freedom Fighters gathered around the picnic table, impatiently waiting for the tardy twosome. Antoine, the best cook in Knothole Village, was doing his best to keep everything warm. Sorry, gang, Sally said. Sonic needed extra time to mop up. We can tell stories later, Sonic said suddenly. Can't you see that these people are hungry? Bring on the chili dog, Chef Antoine! Rotor seems displeased. Chef Anton got that pot belly. I, I like how Sally is still just carrying the ketchup bottles, didn't even put them in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how she carries them, I suppose. Like, I know that's like how you establish that people um, are getting ready for food as they have cutlery in their hands, and it's a funny little bit that Sonic just jumps in right on there with a napkin and, and a knife and fork. But are you going to be eating chili dogs with a knife and fork? Is that a thing that people do? Well, I mean, if they're really messy, I guess mm. I I know my um my my dearly departed Mima used to make big old uh, hot dogs where you just you toast and spread out the bun kind of flat and you know you lay the the hot dog down and then just pile toppings on top of it nice. um until where you like you you could not pick it up without getting it all over <laughs> over you so that that is what i would think why you would eat a a chili dog with a a fork and knife or as tails and sonic are holding a, a two-pronged fork and knife <laughs> oh, yeah you're right it is I maybe that was just a hey this piece of paper is pretty small I can only fit the two prongs in. <laughs> I'm Sonic the Hedgehog and I only eat with tuning forks. <laughs> just look, I don't like <laughs> so yeah, but I mean I I think what it is is like you said it's just the universal cartoon of of getting ready to eat because he also has a a bright red napkin tied around his his neck as well. Yeah, maybe it's also just to teach the young kids. Hey, remember to use your cutlery every time and say grace and all these things not saying you couldn't do it antoine does seem to be grilling the hot dogs with the chili on them which is a choice (laughs) um i'm assuming they've also got some nice elote on there the corn on the cob with some seasoning i did wonder if that's what it was (laughs) i mean i'm not sure but uh that sure would be yummy yes it would Uh, Broder's very ticked off. He had to wait. I'm like, hey, as a fellow big fella, I, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I know you were on time, Rotor. Sonic ate all his food before the others and looked at the grill. I see you've noticed my smogless portable grill, Sonic, Rotor said with pride. I call it the Smog Sucker 2000. This dome on top has a suction device that draws the smoke up through these tubes and into the storage canister. Uh, that's neat, I guess, Sonic said. But I was actually noticing there's still one more chili dog left to eat. (laughs) 
you know, this thing actually seems like a real device. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like somebody's prototyped this out there. <laughs> it kind of looks like um, those, like, big green egg uh, barbecue grills that you see at, like, hardware stores. It's good for everybody else for being genuinely interested in, in Rotor's uh, diagram here he's showing. Hmm. Sonic is uh, potentially about to burn his hand reaching right in there. I know, yeah. <laughs> it would serve him right. It's, it's fine. He's got gloves on. Now that the video games have Sonic eating chili dogs, something I don't want to think about is, yes, eating dripping chili dogs with cheese and onion on them with your pristine white gloves. (laughs) Well, we've established in the Twitter takeover that Tails coats their gloves with a special resin. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) That is canonical now. I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is canon. (laughs) It's like being a Transformers fan. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I do love the Smog Sucker 2000 that is a name yep. it's up there with Egg Dr. Eggman's Super Sucky Machine <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think by today's standards Rotor just basically made an air fryer <laughs> <laughs> oh Clearly, you don't own an air fryer. <laughs> but now we do, because I created it. <laughs> uh, he would have created, like, a George Foreman grill before George Foreman ever got, like, the patent to that stuff. The, this s- is the era of, of the George Foreman grill. <laughs> Sonic, Sonic, like, gets the little tray underneath. He's like, don't mind if I do. <laughs> the <laughs> the he eats the calories. <laughs> I, just, I just watched the episode of Futurama where Bender becomes a wrestler, and, like, George Foreman's head is just slurping up the fat that's coming off oh of the my grill. <laughs> this seems as good a time as any to bring up my new grill for no reason. With its patented design, the fat drains directly into my mouth. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy. Gosh. I feel like people don't use those anymore. Um, I, I maybe, it's, maybe they got sick of realizing, oh yeah, everything I eat is horrendously unhealthy. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. I I mean, we definitely have one around the house, and I think the last time I used it was specifically for chili dogs, because I'm like, ah, I don't want to boil them in the water, I don't want to get out our actual grill, yeah, plug the old foreman in there, yeah. and it works fine. If I'm going to be a Sonic fan in my late 30s, I've got to make these little like, <laughs> adjustments to my, to my diet. I'll use the recipe straight from Archie. Oh, I de- that is our go-to when we want like fancy hot dogs for dinner. Like that, that is me. I'm like, well, let me go to the store with this piece of comic book because <laughs> <laughs> it is a halfway decent recipe, man. Oh, it's good. We're stuff. gonna have to save some of this for our inevitable Sonic food. Episode. Oh my gosh, yes, Sonic food, Sonic food. <laughs> Stomach cramps keep coming faster. Oh no, <laughs> toilet is a big disaster. <laughs> 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 Feeling like I'm sick from motion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am very impressed, Rotor, Princess Sally said. This is truly a wonderful surprise. Now Antoine can do his awesome cooking at our picnics without worrying about Robotnik or his rotten robot army seeing the smoke and breaking up the party. Hooray for Rotor, Tail said. Another great invention! Everyone cheered hip hip hooray three times before getting ready to head back to the village. Oh, we don't see this enough, don't we? Sometimes we <laughs> yeah. actually rotor. getting, you know, the, the praise he deserves. Sometimes genius is recognizing its time. 
Yes. <laughs> Everybody being so supportive. And also, like, you know, I like the fact that they are giving Antoine credit that he is a good cook. Yeah. <laughs> and not just like, yeah, Antoine, you piece of shit. <laughs> you too. <laughs> I love that they're forcing him to make chili dogs, though. It's like, I have studied for years in French cuisine, and this is what you'll make me create for you. Disgusting creatures. I am French, damn it. I can make better food. <laughs> even even Sonic is giving a polite round of applause with his mouth full of uh, the last chili dog in the corner here. <laughs> it's a nice touch. Tails, he's still a little shades, uh, a few shades off, but he is more orange in, in this yeah, one. Yeah, now his yeah. muzzled like, fur is full white. He's got, He's got the little wristbands around his glove that uh, he also had back in the day. Oh, yeah. Since you and I made everyone wait, Sonic, the least we can do is carry Rotor's special grill, Sally said. I'll carry the middle, exclaimed Tails, always eager to help his idol Sonic. Oh, all right, Sonic said. Let's just hurry up and get back. I'm hungry again. Load up the smoke snorter thingy and... That smog sucker 3000, Rotor says as he handed the hefty load to Sonic. An- another very cute like touch is like yeah it's that is what a little kid does is like oh i'll help too and they just you know kind of stand there and <laughs> p- pretend like they're making a difference as tails is slipped under this like sling they have the grill in <laughs> although he's he's supporting a bunch of it on his back yeah. terrible for his posture he, he's young enough he'll be fine <laughs> rotor is now full and contented and gets to take a victory lap <laughs> as he walks home <laughs> good for him as they walked the group found a basket on the path it contained solar sugar snap snacks and a note that said i think you're keen rotor picked it up and said how nice i forgot it was my birthday antoine sighed your birthday is four months away from now einstein sonic quickly snatched it away it's obviously for me how many other brave speedy and handsome blue hedgehogs do you see here There's no name on this present, Mr. Humble, said Sally. It could be for any one of us. Everyone cover your eyes and I'll hide it in the woods until we discover who's it for. So uh, what are solar sugar snaps supposed to be? You guys are going to have to tell me. This seems like an American thing. I feel like it's like Pop Rocks or something. That makes sense. Because for some reason, I I was thinking of Sugar Smacks, which is a cereal. cereal. I I think is still around in some form, yeah. but yeah, it could be um it could be like riffing on pop rocks or something, or or even like some kind of sour candy because I like solar implying like heat or hot, or maybe they just wanted something alliterative. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a a big basket of candy with a note, which. I I feel like this might be the last time in history you could use the word keen to me. Oh, I was just thinking the same thing. Come on, man. Like that is like 19 like 40s. I mean that is like original golden books like I think you're peachy keen. Can we go steady? <laughs> <laughs> I mean in the last book they kept saying stockings instead of socks, so. True. Maybe maybe they were were going off of some like literature style guy but I, I feel like you would just say cool or is, is cool it's <laughs> my overthinking is cool too much of a boy word when we're also trying to include sally is possibly having a secret admirer here <laughs> i just think you're neat exactly yeah but yeah so we have a mystery on our hands folks oh my. the plot thickens once back in the village sonic paced the floor It was his turn to man the spy scope, but he spent more time wondering where Sally hid the basket and about which of his super deeds had impressed his secret admirer the most. 
Probably the time last week when I freed the workers at Robotnik's Buzz Bomber making factory, Sonic thought to himself. That was radical. I believe those are actually buzzers because buzz bombers are blue or purple. <laughs> <laughs> actually... I mean, in actuality, they're the Saturn Buzz Bombers, yeah. so I guess it counts. Yeah, we get another. I mean, again, it is kind of it's cool to see Bad Nicks and SWAT bots on the same page. Although here we get a oh, what was his name? I'm, I think all of these background characters here had names in uh, Archie Sonic. Uh, not Hamlin. Hamlin is it? It might be Hamlin. I know it's a ham-based name uh, for the pig yeah. character. I don't remember. Uh, because they got to have like a, a name that's based on the meat that they make, apparently. Yep. Uh, <laughs> looking at you, Porker Lewis. <laughs> uh-huh. I do remember. I didn't Hamlin, which he he usually he doesn't have it here, but I think he would wear like a bandolier, like rotor had to kind of just give him some clothes. And I think he ended up being on like the the not whole city council and was yeah. like a real like you know filibuster hole <laughs> anytime they tried to you know get something going. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I remember of Amlin. <laughs> you are absolutely correct on his name. Uh, his full name is Hamlin the Pig. So, and then yes, looks like a porcupine fella, which looks a a little a little familiar. And then just a turtle, Tommy Turtle, not that turtle. No, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> We're gonna get to that one of these days. <laughs> uh, just to clarify, I think this is also a Satyam thing as well because uh, the characters were based on uh, random NPCs. I give you that. There it is. Oh yeah, uh-huh. the little porcupine and oh, yeah. the egg uh, oh, yeah. with the little bandolier too. I think even um, even that porcupine gets a name in uh, gets a name in Archie eventually. I remember he's pr- he's prominent in the issues. I think it's 27 and 28 where Sonic gets uh, uh, amnesia and Robotnik convinces him to attack Knothole. And I think the porcupine is the one that knocks Sonic out so they can, you know, reset his scrambled brains. And then, yeah, like we said, just a turtle. Just Just a plain turtle turtle who doesn't have a name. (laughs) (laughs) If he knows what's good for him, he doesn't have a name. (laughs) Oh, and to say this is all in a big thought bubble. Yeah. This is this is Sonic thinking of how 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 cool he was at this factory. In the meantime, in his room, Antoine was thinking the very same thing. I wonder what this could be. Could it be Princess Sally, impressed with my bravery, heroism, and elegant cooking skills? Perhaps it was that amazing rescue I pulled off at Robotnik's Buzz Bomber making factory last week. So it's the exact same <laughs> thought bubble, except it's Antoine instead of Sonic. And it's. I would like to point out that on Antoine's wall are several certificates of bravery and heroism to Antoine from himself. Sometimes you got to practice radical self care. <laughs> Back in the spy scope room, Sonic cornered Tails. Tails, my buddy, my pal. Sonic said, putting his arm around the small fox. How would you like to take my turn at the spy scope so I can, uh, help Rotor clean his lab? Normally, Tails would have jumped at the chance to do a favor for Sonic, but today he answered nervously. Sorry, Sonic, he replied, but I have to... Poor Tails has got a bundle of flowers that I'm sure he picked by himself outside, (laughs) hidden behind his back. Are those flowers in your hand, Tails? Sonic asked, then he fell to the floor laughing. <laughs> you think you have a secret admirer? <laughs> Go ahead, say hi to her for me. <laughs> After Tails left, Sonic got up and dusted himself off. Poor Tails. So, like I said, man, Sonic's... 
<laughs> kind of a dick. Kind of. <laughs> like, this Jabroni. is... This, yeah, this is this, the sort of stuff I would share. These are the cherry-picked things I would share on Twitter. <laughs> to show how much of an asshole Sonic was in the Golden Book continuity. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe some people consider this a version of Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, this expression Tails has on his face, it almost feels like Art like drew an incredibly sad Tails and then pulled it back just a few notches yeah. <laughs> to where he looks disappointed and not completely crushed. <laughs> Sometimes there's a bit of a Bluffian quality to the work that Art Morley puts out, and it's very evident here. Yeah. This, this crestfallen tale. I, I can hear the friggin' Vince Guaraldi Christmas time is here in the background looking at him. <laughs> I think, honestly, Tails is, like, the perfect expression for, like, somebody that you, like, love with everything you've got just, like, gave you the worst burn ever, and you're just like... <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're just like, I, uh, um, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's gonna have to go process this emotional betrayal gonna have a lot to talk about as his next therapy session <laughs> sonic is literally rolling on the floor laughing i hope tails doesn't embarrass himself he's a good kid sonic thought as he put his eye to the spy scope Jeez. what's this sonic spied a message spelled out with rocks on a nearby hillside to my favorite free dumb fighter Meet me at Mud Lake today. Follow the trail of baskets and you will find me. I think you're keen. Not a very good speller, Sonic said to himself. Oh my gosh, bad speller or not, I can't keep this poor girl waiting. Where are my clean socks? Maybe I should wear a tie. Making a lot of assumptions here, <laughs> yeah. Sonic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is, I mean, it's a its a good illustration. It's like a, a perspective shot of this spy scope, which is, I mean, it's just like a cartoon submarine periscope. And yes, seeing that this message has indeed been spelled out on the countryside <laughs> in rocks, not unlike, you know, another cartoon of spelling out SOS on a, on a des- deserted island. <laughs> He's got a one-track mind, doesn't he, folks? Well, eventually we'll have to write out the horny scale of uh, Sonic iterations. And this guy is uh, fairly... He's up there with adventures, Sonic, yeah. I think. Meanwhile, in the dark fortress of Dr. Robotnik, the evil genius scowled at the screen full of leaves. Drop that do good at Princess Sally, he hissed. The hidden camera in that basket of goodies would have led us straight to Knothole Village if she'd returned with it instead of putting it behind a clump of bushes. His bungling badnecks, Cluck and Sniffly, bumbled into the room. We finished the message on the hillside and made the trail just as you ordered, oh fat one, Cluck said. Cluck said. You're gonna give Cluck a voice. You give Cluck a voice, I suppose that's what it's gonna yep. be. I appreciate that there there's a background gag in this page that will immediately pay off in the next one. Yes, it's okay. First of all, Robotnik is bent right over looking at his monitor, <laughs> displaying his rump prominently. <laughs> and right behind him is a, uh, a fly swatter yep. behind uh, uh, in a display case that says, in case of stupidity, break glass. And yes, this is Sad A.M. Cluck uh, with his yellow colors and Snively. <laughs> they both are both Badniks. I guess Badniks is just Robotnik's followers in, in, in the books well well let's see the next page (laughs) 
It took many baskets of goodies to show the way, Snively reported. <laughs> Do you think we should be giving them all that stuff? You brainless buckets of bolts, Robotnik thundered as he swatted his henchmen. The brilliance of this plan is that they will all think the message is for them alone. Our goodie trails will entice the wretched group to the lake, where waiting buzz bombers will spring my trap. We'll return victorious with the captured freedom fighters. Okay, so Snively's just a Terminator. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we get the payoff for the uh, In Case of Stupidity glass. This feels like another one where the artist just added that gag in yeah. because of, uh, you know, use the word swatted. So, yeah, apply swatter. Yeah. Why not? It's funny. <laughs> Poor Cluck. Satyam Robotnik would never abuse Cluck in that way. Because no. Cluck is his pet. Snively, on the other hand, well. All bets are off. If it's not the physical abuse, it's the, men- <laughs> the mental abuse, the verbal abuse. Why not both? <laughs> <laughs> I do love how, again, we've said these these scans that are just on Sonic Retro are incredibly high quality to where you can see, even in the, the copied version, like the uh, uh, marker... Uh, like the the paint marker marks in these illustrations. It looks really nice. (laughs) Sonic arrived at the lake in record time and hid behind a small tree. Soon, he noticed a girl sitting on a rock near the shore. Time to turn on the famous Sonic charm, he thought to himself as he approached the mysterious figure. When he zipped in front of her to say hi, he saw Princess Sally. It's you, they both said, blushing. There is a lot to unpack in this image, actually. <laughs> First, I mean, we, we we see the, you know, the trail of, of baskets in the woods that we were promised. I mean, there's a lot to say, aside from the fact that, obviously, that we see Sally in the distance. Uh, she has her tail there this time, so no <laughs> no uh, defined butt crack this time. Uh, but she <laughs> does but she does give me that vibe of a, a, the big-butted character saying, everyone's being mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> Everyone is so mean to me. Or or it's DK sitting on the dock. Yes. <laughs> Once. <laughs> Once. <laughs> One. <laughs> um, uh, also, there is a distinctly non-anthropomorphized squirrel in the foreground. Yeah, I'm, yeah that's all so I was going to point out. Yeah. <laughs> Don't read too much into it. Oh. Don't th- don't think about it, kids. And yeah, Sonic is literally like straightening a tie, which it- it's the only article of cl- hey. Speaking of DK, he's doing DK style here. <laughs> <laughs> Got a tie and almost nothing else. Just then, Antoine came walking over a hill wearing his best uniform, and Tails appeared from another direction. Well, except for Rotor, the gang's all here. Sonic said. Actually, Rotor's right behind me. Antoine said, and he brought his Smog Sucker 2000 so I can cook for me in my secret. Ah, you think Sally left the baskets and message for you? Sonic exclaimed. Wait, Sally said, I didn't leave any baskets or message. I thought... I started laughing because he started to slip into like an Italian accent for Antoine. I have no idea how to do Antoine's voice. <laughs> and he brought that he's a Smog Sucker 2000. <laughs> I'm sure mine's not much better, but all I think of is, you know, Team Fortress Spy <laughs> to, to do French cartoon accent. Zutalo. Yeah. I, I love, uh, you know, we see all the characters strolling up here. Um, I, love, I missed the first time I read this, the yeah, fish in the corner. Just, <laughs> just, he's here for the drama. <laughs> Puckering up, baby. <laughs> 
yeah, I'd love this little small rotor, just perfectly capable of carrying that thing by himself. Like I said, he's a big boy with big arms, but <laughs> he's so happy to, to bring his invention once again. Uh, Mid stride of those big old, he's taking those big steppies. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the motion. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna I, break my stride. <laughs> uh, this this image here is actually the best this version of Sally has looked in this whole book series. Yeah, yeah. I just think she looks really nice. It's no no weird angles, just a, a perfectly competent this pink Sally. <laughs> yeah. You all thought wrong. Neuroed Robotnik as he suddenly appeared, leaving an enormous squad of buzz bombers. We're your secret admirers. Get 'em, buzzers! Uh-oh! Tail shouted as he frantically pitched rocks at the swarming robots. There's too many of them for us to fight! And we're surrounded on all sides! Antoine cried in a panic. So Robotnik is a Sundere. I love you! I'll kill you! <laughs> <laughs> that's more Yandere. Oh, Yandere. My bad. Never fear! Sonic's here! Time to smoke out some badniks! With that, the quick-thinking blue bolt of bravery yanked the cap off the Smog Sucker 2000 storage tank and became a blue blur, spinning wild circles that sent thick smoke billowing in all directions. The confused buzz bombers began to crash into one another. Some fell into the lake, where they scattered in a burst of sparks. Sensing that he may be next to fall in the water, Robotnik retreated. So this sure is like an, an early Sonic, like, a stunt he would pull. <laughs> a feat of speed, as uh, McFeely would call it. Yep. <laughs> yes, yes spinning around and making a tornado using the collected smoke from their early cookout <laughs> it's it's really cute i like it it does make me wonder like what's going through rotor's head like oh this thing that was supposed to cut down on pollution is now causing pollution and a lot of it yeah <laughs> we we'd cross that bridge when we get to it <laughs> rotor that ethical bridge <laughs> blast you furry fools Robotnik bellowed as he zipped away. That <laughs> wasn't fair. I'm supposed to be the sneaky one here. All's fair in love and war, and this is war. Sonic called as he scooped out Antoine's picnic basket and headed home with the other freedom fighters. And this is love. <laughs> 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 and uh, also recycling backgrounds. But, yep. you know, if you're going to use one, that's a pretty good one. Yep. It's <laughs> only <laughs> so because we spent so much time looking at that one that you notice it. You know, you were just saying on the previous pages how nice Sally looks, and here we have another very uh, unfortunate, tiny-drawn Sally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even Tails it looks okay, but... Uh... Once safely back in Knothole Village, it was time to sort out the situation. I bet you're sorry to discover I'm not your secret admirer, aren't you, Sally? Sonic said with a gleam in his eye. I never thought it was you, Mr. Humble, Sally replied. Remember, I saw the same message as everyone else. Leave it to a robotic-made badnik to misspell freedom. Still, it's too bad you boys don't dress like this every day. You look so nice in your ties. Yep, everybody's having their second picnic of the day. <laughs> Tails is going to get chili all over that nice tie. He is, and he's, he is claw-gripping that chili dog, too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Don't worry, Tails doesn't care if he gets the tie dirty because it's not his, because as we find out... You mean that they all look nice in my ties, Princess Sally, Antoine said in a huff. Now, would you both please return them and stay out of my closet in the future? Here, Ant, Sonic says he tucked off the neckwear. I don't ever want to get tied down anyway. 
Big laugh. Iris out. Sonic's afraid of commitment. <laughs> I just want to fling. Yeah, yeah Antoine, you clothes-wearing freak. <laughs> <laughs> they got to get them from somewhere. I guess it's just Antoine, the only one who has them. I like how Sally looks genuinely like shocked in the background, just like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it was just Antoine's clothes. They took his, his ties? Rotor is. I, th- I think that might be like a stock pose from Rotor, but he's he's got his eyes closed like, man, he's 100 miles away. He's thinking about how cool his smoker machine is. That's what he's doing. <laughs> he's figuring out how he can use it to hotbox. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. What Sonic did gave me a great idea. <laughs> And then again, we end on the official Sonic the Hedgehog 2 logo. Yep. Special edition. Sorry, I can't read Sonic the Hedgehog 2 special edition without <laughs> that very silly video someone made of a fake Sonic 2 special edition that Demon Tomato Dave did a bunch of songs for. Sonic 2. So, last on the docket is uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, Up Against the Wall. With corrected colors for everybody. And yes. also Bunny is there. Everybody looks uh, uh, pretty darn close to their, their sad AM and what you would know of, of uh, their Archie incarnations. Tails has got his correct uh, yellow and or, or um, excuse me, orange and white highlights. And yeah, Bunny's here. Yay. I love Bunny. This was written by John Meiklig and illustrated by Art Mowini. And uh, yeah, this definitely looks like what I remember of Art's uh, work in Archie. Uh, I think I said earlier, like, he is just super good at this kind of classic Sonic. And yeah, this one looks really good. We jump to the first page um, with all of uh, information, publisher information. Um, No dedication in this one, so... Okay. <laughs> no child died for this one, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. In the great forest of the planet Mobius, the brave freedom fighters were listening to Antoine, their record keeper. As you can see by this chart, Antoine reported, Dr. Robotnik and his bully badniks have been quiet lately. Maybe he's ready to give up, piped in Tails, the two-tailed fox. We have a uh, a lovely illustration of (laughs) Tails and Sally uh, uh, sitting on a log while uh, Antoine presents a slideshow (laughs) (laughs) with um, very official-looking graphs and charts about Robotnik's evil activities. He is the record keeper now, apparently. Somebody's got to be. I wonder in fiction, was that, yes, was that a self-appointed or was that a like, oh, sure, Antoine, you can be the record keeper. (laughs) (laughs) I have the biggest head, so obviously I remember all the facts. Uh I am so smart with the numbers. Rebellion is really down this quarter. (laughs) (laughs) I do like this little uh, non-anthro turtle who pops up... uh, Hey, he was in that last book too, in a in a couple of corners. Just oh, also yeah. enjoying the presentation. He's- Just a regular turtle. I mean, the last time he was more of a Mobian turtle, more of a 
Oh, you're right. Uh huh. (laughs) No, not specifically not a Tommy Turtle. (laughs) Gosh darn it. (laughs) This is an actual turtle akin to the one that Sonic would uh, carry along with him in the live action movie. Clearly an inspiration to this Ah, uh, particular storybook. Obviously. I I believe the producers of that movie uh, just had piles and piles of material and and picked this book out of them. It was weird during the press release where the director said the turtle was inspired by page two of Up Against the Wall. (laughs) Sonic the Hedgehog, the lightning quick leader of the Freedom Fighters, tapped his foot impatiently. He knew that the evil genius Dr. Robotnik wouldn't stop until everyone on the planet was roboticized. We'll be hearing from him soon, Sonic warned. Robotnik still has plenty of tricks up his metal sleeve. You can count on that. The organic one, however, has absolutely no tricks up it. There's no room for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, not to nitpick, but uh, yeah, that that would be a sad AM Robotnik thing. And, well, we'll just have to sit tight and see how things turn out, folks. Yeah. Um, Bunny's here. Uh, I know we talked about yeah, her on the cover, but now she's officially uh, part of the Freedom Fighters. Good for her. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is the 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 other the other side of that page where yes, we have Sonic and Rotor and Bunny also watching the presentation. Suddenly, a muffled boom sounded from far away. Y'all hear that thunder? Asked Bunny Rabot, the half robot freedom fighter. The ground shook as another boom followed. But there isn't a cloud in the sky, observed Rotor. Sounds like trouble, Princess Sally said. Sorry, Antoine, I'll have to look at your charts later, said Sonic, and the blue blur streaked away. That poor turtle. Oh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's been flipped. <laughs> it was that big of a boom. Everyone is very on guard uh, as the ground must have shook right out from under them. Poor poor boomer fell right on his tailbone there. No, he's rooting now. Don't worry, it's fine. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Comparatively, he he seems like he might be the boomer of the group. uh, Yeah, yeah. that that is one of my favorite parts of late stage Archie. um, Both before and after the soft reboot, is there was a conscious effort to like. You know, all of the all of the other characters are like, hey, late teens, and Rotor is obviously like, man, he might be pushing thirty. There are several (laughs) stories where he's just like, can't we just cut to the chase and do this? And people are like, well, where's the fun in that, Rotor? And he's like, ah, I need to take some ibuprofen. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good thing I'm DVR in Jeopardy. Yeah, (laughs) I I relate to an older Rotor. (laughs) There is something about like. Even pre-reboot, uh, uh, becoming old, beaten down, gay, uh, long-suffering <laughs> yeah. mechanic with uh, uh, poor uh, eyesight uh, that just feels very relatable to a lot of people, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Also, Sonic doing, here's one of his stock poses here, I've noticed. Oh, yeah, just, yep, yeah, he's he's uh, winding back on his, on his feet. <laughs> A few seconds later, Sonic was at the gates of Robotropolis. He stopped in front of a giant, smoke-belching machine that was slamming pieces of metal into the ground with loud and steady booms. It seemed to be building a huge wall. I don't like the looks of this machine, Sonic said to himself, or the smell. Phew! I love the little bumper stickers on the bottom. 
uh, I break for nobody and how's my driving call 1-800 get lost. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The most G rated version of the (laughs) 1-800 bumper sticker. I I love this guy that he looks like a cross between like a, a, a modern, we would call a super bad Nick and like a, uh, like a sat AM machine. Like the, uh, remember the, the episode where, where Robotnik literally has like a great forest destroying, uh, kind of looks like a Walker from, um, like War of the Worlds yeah. in that episode, I and this yeah. guy is like the like the happy marriage between that um, and a crab. Bot. But yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, he's got crab meat eyes, big old eye stalks. I guess he's eating trees, and is he manufacturing these these big metal pieces out of the raw material, or oh, who knows? Robotnik just hates those damn trees. I think this robot <laughs> is the real Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. But thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Someone was going to say it. (laughs) The rest of the Freedom Fighters caught up to Sonic. They watched in horror as the machine scooped up trees from the Great Forest and replaced them with a wall. What do you think it's for? Tails asked. I don't know, but it's making the ground shake like a Mobius quake, answered Sally. It's shaking so much that Antoine's losing its hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be a recurring gag in the comics, the little uh, head hair piece. I can't remember. I mean, did they, they eventually just stopped doing that. Like, no, he has real hair. <laughs> yeah. Even before, like, his, his redesign. Uh, Bunny does kind of look like she's just casually strolling towards. <laughs> but also she's just in, in mid-stride, yeah. She's very laid-back horror right now. you know putting myself in the mind of a child i appreciate the mobius quake i guess it's a pun technically instead of earthquake (laughs) that means they've got all sorts of mobius worms and they're digging up the mobius (laughs) yes so on so forth etc etc suddenly the evil dr robotnik appeared with his wimpy assistant snively welcome to my construction site robotnik (laughs) called As you can see, Robotropolis is expanding! I knew you'd show your creepy face soon, Sonic said. Take your overgrown toy and go home! I know we've been getting Adventures Robotnik for all of these books, but I feel like this is the one where the difference feels the most significant. Well, when everyone else looks like they're Satayam selves, it's the strangest part. Yeah. And yes. Um, I, I just can't help it because, I mean, the, it, it is Adventures Robotnik. Like. <laughs> Character wise, too, I think. Uh, you wouldn't have that, like, Satayam yeah. Robotnik. <laughs> sort of waltzing towards Sonic with a hard hat on. I actually like the, the visual combo of, like, Adventures Robotnik and then Snively. Like, there's something that just looks right about it. Uh, yeah, it's it doesn't look out of place. It's just like we said, this is it's obviously supposed to be like the the world of Sat AM and Archie comics, but it's it's Adventures Robotnik, but I I mean I will never <laughs> I will never look a gift Adventures Robotnik in the mouth, that's for certain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Promotion. Uh, Cluck is also here, still still brightly colored and yeah, snivelly. They're all wearing hard hats with the SWAT bots just <laughs> standing around. <laughs> <laughs> this will be my home, you pesky rodent, Robotnik replied. The wall upper 3000 is unstoppable. 
Before long, it will encircle the great forest with a giant wall. Then I'll set a huge dome over it to keep out the annoying sun. Allow me to demonstrate, Robotnik continued, pulling up a flower and covering it with his hard hat. Without sunshine and fresh air, all the plants and trees will wither away, Sally said. And yes, the illustration is literally Robotnik holding a clod of dirt with a flower in it that he is putting his round hard hat over. <laughs> I like to imagine like the scenario plays out where like he pulls up the flower, he's holding the hard hat above it, but he doesn't put it on yet. And <laughs> Sonic and his pals are just like waiting with rapt attention. Like, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? And then like a, an entire 60 seconds goes by and then he just goes. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> oh boy! Watch, I'll do it again. <laughs> also, I will admit it took way longer than it probably should have for me to realize the pun with wall upper walloper. Oh, oh. That's- <laughs> okay. yeah, like a like a nineteen thirties Popeye cartoon wallop. Yeah. <laughs> Again, love this SWAT bot. Just, hey, he's just there, man. (laughs) It's what they don't pay him to do. (laughs) Let's see how your bucket of bolts handles a sonic spin, the hedgehog said, launching himself at the mess-making monster. The freedom fighters gasped as Sonic bounced off the machine. Hey, that's smarts, Sonic said as he brushed himself off. The only smarts you'll ever have, Snively said with a sneer. Oh, dang! <laughs> got him! <laughs> got him! <laughs> he does look very proud of himself for that. I know, yeah. He thought of that this morning. <laughs> I've been workshopping this one for three weeks. <laughs> I have a notebook. <laughs> I love the uh, the eye stalks of the uh, the uh, wall uppers pointing uh, come all the way down to make sure he he is also in the frame to watch Sonic embarrass himself. I'm here too. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a. I just realized he has a funny like um uh like a mouth where that TV like you look the the TV is on the front, but that's also like his lower jaw because yeah. yeah. he's got a little smirk going in the corner. It's only a matter of time now, Robotnik said. The great forest will be mine. We won't let y'all get away with this, said Bunny. My SWAT bots and buzz bombers will see to it that you don't interfere, Robotnik said, waving his hand. A swarm of badniks quickly appeared and began to chase the freedom fighters. Uh, poor Sonic is still literally seeing stars as the rest of the Freedom Fighters are imagining like their <laughs> horrible uh, destitute fate that awaits them in a thought Oh bubble. no, they're imagining <laughs> Chaos Island. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that they're all simpatico on that. They have the they share the exact same image of of what the Great Forest did look like. They're they're uh, drift compatible. <laughs> oh no, a mass hallucination of California at any time of the year. <laughs> oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too mean? Uh, it's I mean it's not not true. <laughs> I kind of like this doofy Robotnik in the corner. It's just like boys. I'm gonna eat your trees. I'm on the <laughs> Uh-oh, Tails said nervously. There's too many of them to fight. I suggest a hasty retreat, 
Antoine said as he ran away. Antoine's right, shouted Sally. We need to go home and come up with a plan. Let's go. But Sonic wasn't ready to give in. Sally had to drag him away. She grabs his his middle 3D object head spine. <laughs> it's it's a cute drawing. I'm not making fun of it. It's 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 very funny. Sonic very much doing the scrap. Yeah, exactly the scrappy do. <laughs> Let me at him. Let me at him. <laughs> <laughs> this this one SWAT bot in the foreground with his arm extended, like, hey, wait, I know, uh, whatever. Take me <laughs> with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the speedy freedom fighters easily scrambled to safety through an underground tunnel to the secret entrance of Knothole Village. In the meeting hall, the group discussed their strategy. That's the biggest and loudest machine Robotnik's ever made, Rotor said. My normally foolproof Sonic spin didn't even dent that contraption, Sonic said. Maybe I should have had a bigger breakfast this morning. And then Bunny crushed tails. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> I like this cool, it's another cross-section, like, following the, the, the secret stump entrance to the knothole slide. Yeah. Um, but yeah, get out of the way, Tails. Here comes Bunny with her <laughs> robot limbs. <laughs> Bunny with a big splash on the top row. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know, now I actually look at this uh, this slide, it's not so much of a slide as a tunnel, and I don't know if you would slide down it. Like, momentum might not work very well. And oh my god, I'm doing it again. Ding! <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, they had to fit it on the page, but I wonder, you know, I wonder if you're not meant to, like, dive full speed in there. It sure looks like it's, you know, we see Bunny and Tails, but it sure seems like it's made more for Sonic to curl up in a ball and roll down in. But, hey, nobody said it had to be practical, as long (laughs) as it works. There's still time to help the animals escape the great forest before they're trapped inside the wall, Antoine said. But they won't be able to hide from Robotnik outside the forest, Sally said. Sonic jumped onto the table, a determined look on his face. We won't let that happen, he said. Bees need flowers and birds need trees. And what would I be without hedges? Sonic, no, we shouldn't be talking about the birds and the bees at this hour. Yeah. Said Sally. <laughs> and Sonic is just like dancing on the table with his filthy shoes. Come on, man. We we use that for other things. How, how many times is he actually going to do this? It's like a signature move in these books. Is wants to make a point, jump on the table. Yeah. I mean, is it worse that he has the shoes on or was it worse when he was just wearing socks? Oh, good um, point. <laughs> is it worse when he went in his stocking feet? Stockings. Yeah. <laughs> his dirty, filthy whole ridden stockings (laughs) (laughs) just a hog sally quickly answered sonic without a hedge and we can't have that sonic exclaimed okay team i have an idea how to scrap robotnik and his tree crunching machine sonic zipped around the room gathering up paper paints and brushes but in order for my plan to work he went on we need a way to get rid of the SWAT bots. Everybody is here. Tails and Tails and Rotor and Bunny caught up. But uh, yeah, it looks like the uh, the machine and the SWAT bots must be stomping right above them because the uh, the ceiling is trembling. Who no. Yep. I know," said Sally. "We can magnetize Robotnik's metal wall with Rotor's giant magnet." The wall would become a super magnet, and when the metal SWAT bots come close to the wall, zap, they'd be out of the picture. Great idea, Sally, Sonic said. And speaking of pictures, 
Bunny, we'll need you to draw some of your famous landscapes. Oh, I don't draw anymore, Sonic. Commissions just haven't been making any money lately. <laughs> yeah. AI, AI artists completely screwed over the market. Oh, boy. That was my plan all along. <laughs> <laughs> I tricked all of the Mobians into uploading their artwork with a funny app that turns you into a cartoon character. <laughs> Technology ruins yet another industry. <laughs> <laughs> This is a, I, I do like this cute picture of Bunny here. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, I do draw. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a character trait I have. <laughs> Hairdresser, landscaped artist. Robotic woman. How are pictures going to stop that machine? Asked Antoine. The fake scenery will fool it into following the path we want it to take, answered Sonic. When I bounced off that bucket of bolts, I saw that its computerized eyes were following a route that Robotnik created for it. Uh, yeah, sure, I believe him. Yeah. He analyzed all that while smashing his face against it. <laughs> <laughs> and if that doesn't work, we'll just sell these drawings online and make a killing. Do you know how much they pay for art on Fur Affinity these days? <laughs> and now, I'm not too good at drawing feet, sugar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to be. <laughs> Jason Griffith Sonic, what are you doing here? Yeah, I don't know why that immediately turned into Jason yeah, Griffith Sonic, but for some reason it sounded right. <laughs> Later that day, Sonic, Antoine, and Sally pulled a heavy wagon with a chest of golden rings, the bait they hoped would trap Robotnik, to the Wall Upper 3000. The wall is almost halfway around the great forest, Antoine exclaimed. We'll have to work quickly. I do like this cartoon treasure chest just full of rings here. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of cool. Hey, it's it's Sonic Frontiersy. Hey, <laughs> topical. Is, is <laughs> but assume assuming rings work the same way they do in Sat AM, where the one just pops up from the lake every once in a while. How long do you think it took them to build up a stash that? significant uh, yeah i i can't remember i think archie might have dropped that it. it's like every hour or something but i think sad am it's just like hey it happens every once in a while i mean um, even once every hour that's gonna take a while i don't know if they were doing that at this point of archie so i think they were just doing the rings are everywhere like in the games uh and also Chaos Emeralds, there's millions of them everywhere. Oh, man. Not to, not going on a tangent, but I always <laughs> hated that. That was like my favorite, you know, tidy up retcon they did before the, the comics rebooted. Robotnik and Snively were busily planning future robot factories when they noticed the Freedom Fighters approaching. We want to make a deal, Robotnik, Sonic said. Your machine is just too tough for us to beat. If you stop building the wall, we'll give you this chest full of golden rings. <laughs> it's, you know, Robotnik and Snively holding blueprints for factories, just looking up like, what? But uh. Robotnik sure has been over with his his butt just hanging out there. <laughs> See, again, that's how you know it's adventures, Robotnik. Yep. It could be a trick, Snively whispered to Robotnik. But I'll be trickier. Robotnik whispered back. As soon as the chest is open, you check it for a trap. Then I'll command the SWAT bots to surround those troublesome freedom lovers. 
Okay, freedom flunkies, Robotnik said to Sonic with a big smile. It's a deal. Give me the chest and I'll turn off the wall up a 3,000. Just a, what a great uh, wringing his hands evil Robotnik here. <laughs> That's one of the things we never really got to see Arma when he do a lot of um, adventures, Robotnik, because obviously in Archie they were immediately using the Satyam version. Uh, I lo- We missed out on Joy's like this little <laughs> image yeah. here. And like this, this goes back to what I said earlier where it like, Adventures, Botnik and Snively just look right together because this just this looks natural. This looks like it's supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah, I, and I'm just now noticing that Robotnik's very uh, human shaped hard hat is perched on top of his cone head. <laughs> <laughs> Robotnik and Snively moved closer to the chest of golden rings. Ha! The joke's on you, suckers. Robotnik said. I'll swipe the golden rings and take you all prisoner. Swatbots, attack! Badniks appeared from everywhere. They surrounded the freedom fighters and backed them up against the wall. Hey, that's the name of the book. It's a title drop. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully they'll live and learn about this. (laughs) So the the cover of this book is pretty much a... See, that's me. Now you're probably wondering how (laughs) I got in this situation. Yeah. I know a better joke, Baldy, Sonic said, and then whistled loudly. At the signal, Rotor popped up from beneath the golden rings with his giant magnet. He flicked a switch, and the magnet pulled him and the wagon right to the metal wall. I I think we can lay this one at Snively's feet for really <laughs> dropping the ball here. Yeah. I, I must have my modern Sonic brain has like some sort of trigger in it now where I heard I, I saw Baldy and immediately filled it in with McNose hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's instinctive. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, no, uh-huh. I'm at that stage now. <laughs> oh, no, uh, you summoned the words that make all of the Sonic fan base mad, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Which, hey, don't forget to buy those um, Eggman diaries from uh, Biggs Fishopedia in Frontiers, Jake. Yes, please do. Wink. <laughs> Dr. Robotnik and his metal badniks were drawn onto the magnetized wall. They were stuck like bugs on flypaper. Antoine and Sally quickly pulled a net from the chest and dropped it over Robotnik's non-metallic lackey, Snively. Now it looks like you're up against the wall, Sonic shouted as he quickly reclaimed the golden rings. Maybe, but you haven't stopped my unstoppable wall upper 3000, Robotnik taunted. Now, here is where, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you know, Sadam Robotnik famously has one metal arm and that sure looks like what's supposed to be. But hey, I, you know, whatever. <laughs> At least they they acknowledge that Snively is not metallic, unlike in that previous book where they right. seem to just called a bucket of bolts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he sure did, him and Cluck, but uh, yeah. I mean, I guess giving the the benefit of the doubt, even this version of Robotnik looks like he might be wearing like metallic accents on his costume. So, hey, we'll just call it that. But uh, yeah, it's just um, Sonic with all those rings around his arm makes me think of a certain Archie strip. I think it was when he, he collected a certain amount of rings and that's when he went into that. That world with, what was it, horizontal and vertical and... Yeah, um, or there was also the one where he collected his billionth ring. 
um, and went to see the ancient walkers. Yeah. Which, Lord almighty, we'd be here all night. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he also, he did that, he does that a lot, because I think it's also in the uh, Supersonic versus Hyper Knuckles special. He's also, like, running around that little special zone, just putting rings on his arms. I think Knuckles does it, too. But yeah, yeah instead of just absorbing him absorbing them into his body like the games it's like oh no he has to hold <laughs> all 50 of them well so he looks like he has yellow springy arms like in the game arms like yeah <laughs> yeah a little bit gosh you know you just unlocked a i'm pretty sure i had um uh they might have been pool toys like little weighted plastic rings that you would throw in the deep end and go retrieve i remember and I, those think i used to stack them on my arm uh just like just like sonic from my shows <laughs> um <laughs> just watch now it's up to tails sonic said and whistled again the speedy fox zipped from behind a tree and darted in front of the massive wall upper 3000 he held bunny's fake scenery in front of the machine's glaring electronic eyes the wall upper may have been big, but it wasn't very smart. It was fooled by the pictures and zigged left and zagged right and then left again until it toppled over a cliff to its doom. <laughs> I like it. I like this sort of sequence of images. It's almost like a little comic here. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's an adorable little tales with the, his, his big sheets of paper. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the... <laughs> Again, this last one of the uh, the the walloper going over the cliff. You really see, like, oh yeah, that is his mouth. As he's, uh, I think we we may have said it before, but a very yeah. like banjo kazooie rare esque yeah. <laughs> expression here. Or, 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 or. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of imagine he has to. He would have like a yikes sign held up as he was falling. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> Back at Knothole Village, the Freedom Fighters celebrated their victory. I wish I could have been there, Bunny said laughing. You would have stuck to the wall just like Robotnik, Sally said. Using my giant magnet was a great idea, Sally, Rotor said. How did you think of it? I hate to take all the credit, Sonic interrupted, but I'm sure it was my magnetic personality that inspired her. Boo. Boo. Get off I the stage. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Sally is hanging up a picture of the walloper fi- f- uh, falling over the uh, the cliff. Someone take that, or they, they asked Bunny to paint it maybe later as they're describing it to her. It's possible. I do appreciate the detail of them having Bunny not be there because her wall, her uh, metal parts would have gotten stuck too. I feel like a lesser writer would have forgotten that and just left her there anyway. Right. Yeah, I, I admit I glossed right over that until just now. I'm like, wait, why didn't Bunny go? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why she had to have uh, like um, watercolor painting skills because otherwise she'd have nothing to do in this story. <laughs> yes, they could have just left her out, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, I'm glad she's here, though. Yeah. I've I've said before, I sure do like Bunny. She is she's cool beans. Yes, indeed. Oh, and we get one final, uh, you know, final page with the very official Sonic the Hedgehog three special edition <laughs> book logo. And uh, well, goodness, gosh, those were a couple of super cute little books, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to know that my fond memories of at least the one I read was not misplaced. 
like we've we've already talked about it at length, but the the fact that these started like in the middle of Sadam and Archie just getting going, like I I can totally forgive any uh pesky continuity errors, but I mean these th- I would have loved to have had these as a kid. I would have absolutely loved them, and that probably made my parents read them to me <laughs> at at beddy time. <laughs> It's a shame Sonic is such an unrepentant animal in this, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe hey. people grew up with this Sonic. This is dis- despicable and terrible characterization. Subtle. Uh, well, at least he's not British. <laughs> <laughs> it was the style at the time. Like, no, like, you, you really do see, like, echoes of um, the, you know, like, the, the, the original Bible material Sonic and... I'm I'm sure that influence like part of the the Sad AM Bible, just nothing else. You know, it seems like the yeah. only thing that made it into the American continuity from those Bibles was a little bit of Sonic uh Sonic's characterization. But in Siam, he would never be rolling on the floor laughing at tales like that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was that was just straight up me. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely a moment that catches the reader off guard, like, wow, Sonic, what 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 the heck? And no, no apology, no like, <laughs> you know. I guess Tails just got over it. <laughs> Maybe he just told himself, "Well, that's just how Sonic is. He doesn't mean it." <laughs> that's, that's how Sonic says, "I love you." <laughs> yeah. Oh no, oh, that's bad. I'm sorry. It's Sonic the Gaslighter. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Well, Sonic's never been like that with me. I don't know what your problem is. You know, I've never seen. I've never seen anything like that from Sonic. Oh my gosh. Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> But this is nice. Uh, it's nice to read these little books that uh, you guys had growing up, because uh, like, it's like when I first discovered Archie, you know, where I'm like, oh, so this is what was happening on your side of the pond, what the what helped form your understanding of Sonic, other than Siam, because obviously we had that here, but you know. Yeah. If we're, if we're wrapping up this book, I just, and, and this has been a delight, but you, I did not get to read anything throughout all of this because we only had three books. And I, I was quite happy to let you lot take the, take the reins here because you are all the Americans. You've, you've, you've read these growing up. So to make up for it, I'm going to read a few excerpts from the Sonic the Hedgehog joke book that was released in my country. Uh, Oh Oh boy. (laughs) This weirdly vertical book released by Ladybird in, uh, what year was it again? Well, 1994. (laughs) So uh, this is a black and white 33 page book. It's very tall. It's very odd. And uh, here are just a few uh, bits from it. Sonic the Hedgehog's mega awesome jokes. Why can you go faster when you have a cold? Because your pulse races and your nose runs. <laughs> What's the fastest kind of fish? A motor pike. <laughs> Why is your right foot always in front when you are running? Because when you move one foot, the other is always left behind. Okay. When is a black and white dog not a black and white dog? When it's a greyhound. <laughs> All of these great Sonic the Hedgehog specific jokes, as you can tell. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Now, Uh, okay, correct me if this is not where the famous... Yes, uh, it is. Oh, it is. Exactly what you're thinking. Okay. That is where this comes from. (laughs) This this does actually take um, character designs from Sonic the comic for some reason. 
Yeah, the original joke is a picture of Porker Lewis saying, there's a collection for the new swimming pool as he holds a, uh, a can of some sort, a collection a tin, I guess. And Sally Acorn, in her classic uh, Bible design, says, I'll give a glass of water. Now, what, what most people are probably used to is, oh shit, this juice be banging. It's paint asshole. <laughs> Uh, there are there are multiple ones of these. I'm not going to go through all of them. But, uh, if you want to know what kind of like children's books I was dealing with of a similar ilk to that, it's this because uh, it has the same robotic design. Damn it! I'm just sorry. Sorry. I'm just looking at these now. I'm thinking of their uh, equivalents. Yes, the, <laughs> the robotics staring at each other like, finally, my own clone. Now neither of us will be virgins. <laughs> <laughs> the top one here is uh, has been edited very simply before, but the original dialogue is a robot saying, "The invisible man's outside," and Robotnik says, "Tell him I can't see him." <laughs> but of course, the famous edit is, "Tell him to fuck off." <laughs> I think I've seen that one. Uh, I like the other versions. The invisible man's outside. Then how did you see him, you fucking prick? (laughs) (laughs) But that's a topic for a whole other time. Um, This is the kind of content I was getting in my country. No, no, we had STC. We were fine. I know. You had Stay Sonic, too. Also from... Stay Sonic, and we had the Martin Adams novels. Uh, You know what? There's actually a lot of Sonic literature out there, um, and I'm sure we're going to get to them in future episodes if people liked this one, our in-depth discussion of the Sonic Golden storybooks. So that does it for this episode of The Hill is Always Greener. As always, you can find us on various social medias. Um, I am Game Buddy uh, on uh, most socials. You can also... Find me on Twitter uh, for now um, at Great Job Jeremy. That's G R and the number eight. Uh, I'm Falero. That's F A U L E R R O on all the socials. Well, not really all of them. I didn't get into Hive because I like my data where it is. Uh, I am Rata Jake, and you can find me on the socials at Rata Jake, and you can also find me on Twitch at Mister Rata Jake. And you can find me on Twitter at Cyberling420 for as long as that continues to be a thing. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, a very special thanks to Amy Waters for the use of our theme song from the album Gotta Go Slow. You can check out more of her work on YouTube and Bandcamp. And also remember to uh, review, subscribe, and share the podcast because, hey, believe it or not, that really does actually help other people see it. It's just, it's the way the world works. And it means a lot to us because it uh, helps us know that uh, that people are watching and builds our audience. And, well, gosh darn it, it just uh, gives us all the more reason to to do more more cool stuff to put out for y'all to uh, watch and listen, etc., etc. So... Thank you very much for the people who have done that. For sure. And, um, God, man, do we want to pull the trigger and tease? The, the, our... Everybody knows it's coming. Yeah, we're doing Frontiers, everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah Frontiers! <laughs> Yay! Sonic's front ears. It's a great uh, part of his body. Okay, we got, we got to get out of here. Okay. So until next time, I am Game Buddy. I'm Falaro. I'm Rock the Jake. And I'm Cyberlink, and next time, try writing a better story. Oh! <laughs> hey! Ah. Ooh! Perfect! Yeah! Yeah, take that, uh. storybook writers! <laughs> <laughs> writing for actual children. Babies, even. How could they? <laughs> 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 <laughs>